Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hell of a night for a story. Well, sit her down. Look at them stars. And I'll tell you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for September 23rd, 2022. It's a Friday, a day later than we usually do these things. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about the world of video games. Everything from, hey, what that giant mega million billion dollar company do today to how come uh, my controller feels weird? Whatever it is, everything in between. That's what we do here. Encore. Uh, so thanks for joining us, everybody. Maybe someone that's like, man, my controller does feel weird. I can't wait till they get to that topic. <laughs> We're gonna get to the end of the show and be like, did I miss it? When did they talk about how the controller feeling? Yeah, no kidding. Well, by the way, I was surprised. We we had some conversation pre-show um, with the folks in the chat room about uh, PS5s, Xboxes, uh, various games and PC stuff. And there was a lot of chatter in here, more than I expected, about how people don't like the PlayStation 5 controller, which surprises me a little bit. Um, I've used it long enough where I've forgotten about its gimmicks. Like, I don't really think much about the the fancy vibration stuff, the DualSense stuff, um, as much as I did when I first got it. When you first got it, I was like, whoa, no way. Um, the adaptive triggers are probably still the most impressive thing about it. But now it just is a controller to me. And other than it having kind of slightly shorter battery life than I'd like, it's fine. It's okay. I like it. I, yeah. I, I only used it once. I only, uh, only touched a PlayStation 5 controller one time. Yeah. But it was a pleasant experience. If I had I would one do here. do it again. If I, sh- show me on the PlayStation controller where you touched it. Kind of all around the edges. <laughs> kind of a cupping Oh, kind of a, a cupping, cupping of the sides, a cupping yeah. of the sides, and a, a cupping a, of the sides and a pushing of the digits. I see a, f- a thumbing of the buttons is mm-hmm, how we put it in mm-hmm. high school. There, mm-hmm. I push the X, I push the triangle. Yeah, a little bit of square. Uh, oh, yeah. Did I you tried try to avoid the circle, but you can't avoid the circle. Nope. Did you hit any of the L ones, L twos? Mm-hmm, any mm-hmm, of that? I okay. did. There All was right. some some haptic feedback. Oh my All Lord. sorts of stuff. It was it was great. Well, uh, that's what you're in for today. Conversations like this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we start CORE. All right. It's been a week and things have dropped and happened and stuff. We had some dirty leaks. Greasy leaks, as the Canadians would say. 
or at least the trailer park boys would say. Uh, GTA <laughs> Six, greasy. GTA Six in particular got a ton of content shown. Uh, very early stuff. Lots of debug screens and um, you know everything I saw looked like you know a game in development is what it looked like to me. And seen some of that before. You'll probably see it again. Uh, I will. I don't want to give too much airwave to um, th- to dummies, but there are sure a lot of dummies out there that went. This is what it looks like. No thanks. I'll go back to five. <laughs> like, dude, do you do you understand? I'm like, do you look at a bowl of wet pancake batter and go pancakes? Those look like pancakes. Is that what you do? Do you look at a house before paints on it? And go, that's a house. Like, that's what this is. It's the process. You got to bake these cookies. They're not cookies till you bake them. So relax. GTA is coming like along. We should fine. make this analogy more. Do you look at a cow and go, "I don't want a hamburger"? <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, Same it thing. just it blew my mind how much how many people were talking like that, which is why they don't like leaks of this sort. It's not because we're going to see something early we shouldn't. It's because dumbasses shift the market because they see a thing and go, "How come Red Dead looks so much better? How can you call this a sequel to a game that's eight years old?" Like I couldn't believe how much of that there was. For me, it was just like. Ooh, that's not good. You don't want that to leak, but oh well, no big deal. Back to work, everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that happened. I don't know if you guys did. You guys see any of it? Did you? Did you go ooh at all? I didn't <laughs> I, see any of that. Was that on Twitter? Where, where was where was the YouTube, Twitter? A lot of it's been pulled down now. But um, yeah. the, uh, Reddit had a YouTube bunch of stuff. Comments. Yeah. yeah, Reddit had the yeah, most. I think the usual some the YouTube usual comments. Mm-hmm. Some YouTube comments are just a recipe for depression. <laughs> like you can you can chart your depression meter before you read comments not all youtube but certain youtube especially very popular videos you could take a single youtube comment grind it up into a fine powder snort it and be depressed is what you're saying yeah. concentrated depression. <laughs> i mean you just got, you can just look at it you get a contact uh, yeah because you just look at it <laughs> be near it contact be on the internet from- yeah exactly <laughs> but yes you're right you could start it and it would make you yeah very sad yeah, I mean, I, I saw some of the video and uh, like I didn't dive too deep into it. I was just, you know, I was mildly curious. I was like, you know, what does it look like? I, I, I am of the mind. I wish video game development was a little bit more transparent. I completely understand why it isn't, especially given the reactions that you just talked about and some of the more extreme reactions people have. And, you know, I see chat room mentioning it and it's another great example, getting irate about missing water puddles from a demo to release. Like it's a case of you can't be trusted with it. So you can't have it. And I agree with that, but I like seeing this stuff. I think this stuff is great. I wish I could see more of this stuff. I agree. I, I wish the industry was more, transparent again i understand why they're not but i thought it was cool and i was like oh man look at how this game looks at this stage like this is this is a neat thing i really like this uh and i didn't seek out more of the videos because it already just like knowing people don't want you to see it it piques that curiosity but then it very quickly for me also comes with the guilt of like i'm not supposed to see this yeah not that they're gonna come for me they're like you saw it we're not going to allow anybody to live that is seeing Grand Theft Auto 6. But it's just like, I want, they didn't want me to see this. I'll, yeah. I'll move on. I'll see it in the form and the way they want me to see it when they're ready eventually. Yeah, if we were good at seeing these things in process and we had a more behind-the-scenes, transparent look at the process, they wouldn't have a problem showing us. The reason they have a problem showing us, as you alluded to, 
is because people freak out and assign meaning where there is none. They try to metadata their way all the way down to the to the raw core to find out every little story bit, every little thing. It's what we do. We suck as a people. You can't show us this stuff. You have to just give us the final thing. It's the same reason that movies aren't going to show screeners to viewers that have unfinished effects work and holder shots and animatics in place of something that will be a big, giant, $40 million expensive CGI scene. Instead, they'll just give you some shitty thing with hand drawings. And why do they do that? Because it isn't done yet. But people are too dumb to absorb that and go, oh, yeah, well, this is all, you know, like even I'm not look, not calling our chat room dumb. I never would. I think you're some of the smartest people I've ever met in my Uh life. But some of you are kind of doing this. We still still got two and a half hours to go. Let's buckle up. (laughs) I'm just saying one or two. Like I noticed a comment in there just a minute ago that said, well, the Diablo leak that happened the same day, uh, Diablo 4 leak, showed a bunch of video. That sure looked a lot further along for a game that was announced that long ago compared to where GTA 6 is. See, then we start <laughs> comparing things, and it, and that's dangerous. There's no point in it because the game is not going to be anything like what that was, and e- probably either case. I remember seeing leaked stuff for Diablo 3 that had a camera zooming in and freaking nazebo talking you know as if he was in the room with you like weird stuff they never did in the final game um some of that they may have shown when they announced it but the point is like these things they they iterate <laughs> my frogs very, are everywhere good, and i made a poopy <laughs> <laughs> but uh all that all that does is it's just dumb like it doesn't matter and also don't i no, i don't think any of us were under the impression that GTA six was anywhere near alpha or anything. They're just right. They're, no, they're in different no. places. Like development might've started at the same point, but that doesn't mean they're at the same point. It's not, Hey guys, here's the exact window of time that it takes for a video game to be made. And they're very different types of video games. They have to be constructed in, in different ways. Like Diablo is not a fully 3d open world video game experience. Like it, it you just can't compare them. Don't no, they're compare not the them. Same. That's the solution. Just don't compare them. They're just not, go, com- they're not hey. comparable in any sense. That includes what John just said about the kind of different games they are just fundamentally, but also we don't know what the timeline line on any of this is, except Diablo four was announced in 2019 after years of pre-development where we didn't see anything. Then it was finally announced because they're like, all right, we're doing it. We're locking in. Here's the game. We're doing it. Here's the intro. And then they've shown us a ton of stuff since. And the game comes out next year. Yeah. That isn't, we don't know. We have zero idea what's going on with GTA 6. It almost seems dumb to explain this. That's why I struggle with it so much. And the it, shittiest part is this leak is probably going to mean we don't learn about GTA 6 for real for even longer because now they're under extra scrutiny. So one yeah. thing when you can put out a trailer and go, well, this is people's first time seeing it. They'll know it's early. They'll know, you know, we're still working on it. Now they know, like, they have a bar they suddenly have to clear where they didn't before. Like, I, I would bet you Rockstar doesn't release that until they're feeling real confident about it. Do you think this is um, a case of the world? We live in a world now where everyone's sure of everything, but they're no, but nobody actually knows anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a little of that going on. <laughs> sure. The whole world. <laughs> Every, uh, it sure feels like it. It feels like people. I feel like that was aimed at a specific target. And then Scott was like, no, you know what? It's universally true. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was about to ask him to specify. And then I was like, no, actually, I think he's probably right. I think all of us, to some degree or another, we all think we've got a handle on a thing. I know I do this. 
And I'm like, yeah, I think I know everything there is to know. And then I find out there was a whole aspect to it I didn't know about. Happens all the time. I was just talking about this documentary pre-show about the Woodstock 99 mess. And there's a whole bunch of stuff I didn't know. And I thought I knew about that thing. I thought I knew all that I needed to know. And there was a whole other layer that was revealed. So I'm just saying it'd probably behoove us as gamers to quit acting like we've got it all figured out all the time, you know, especially based off things you heard. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I got a inside window just to use you as an example, Scott. Um, Uh When you did the, uh, the Mets and Q and a surprise at BlizzCon. Yeah. I was privy to a lot. I knew it was happening before it happened. I was with you. I saw Chris before you went down there. I got a, front row window to everything that was going on before it happened. Right. And I watched it happen and I watched people online talk about as if they had insider information (laughs) that this was a big PR move that had been in planning for years uh, or months. And it was just like, Oh no, they planned this. This is a PR stunt. They brought Chris out because to save BlizzCon. And I saw all of these people talk about that as if it was a fact knowing full well that it was a hundred percent not. Yeah, no that that <laughs> was a real lesson for me too. That weekend was a really powerful thing because I woke up the morning of the thing. Now I'd known about my stage thing for I think two months prior to BlizzCon, so there's a lot of I knew everything leading up to BlizzCon that I was going to be there. I was going to do the questions and answers. That's all I ever knew. And this thing with Metzen started the morning of. In my hotel room, in my bed. Uh, wait, wait, what? When you turned over and I said, thought I Chris. knew you, Scott. <laughs> I thought I knew you, Chris and Scott. I started in my bed. Kim Deshino? I pulled up my phone and I said, I have an idea. Hey, Chris, are you around? Yeah, I'm up. What's going on, bud? I said, um, and you know I'm doing the stage thing today for the Q&A. And he says, oh, cool. I might see it. I'm coming out there with my kids uh, this weekend, kind of incognito. I said, Awesome. Uh, so you'll be here. Hey, what do you think about this idea of just coming out, doing a quick question, just sort of, you know, one quick, hey, hey, everybody, and then you're done. And he goes, oh, I'd be totally down for this. Let's do it. That was the entirety of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so when I got online after I'm watching the YouTube uh, archive and I'm watching those comments, these people were convinced and then and then mutually convinced because each other was talking about it. They were 100% convinced this was a PR move by Blizzard. It was planned way in advance. It was a way to distract from the mess that WoW was at the time or that this BlizzCon was because, you know, it was the immortal announcement the day before and it was all a little fishy and weird. And boy, Blizzard really needed a win. Good thing they locked that deal in and made that happen. And I just thought, this is how we are with a lot of things in life. Everybody thinks they know and you don't effing know. And even when I tell you, I'll, I can tell certain people that story that you just told, John, and you were privy to it firsthand. Like you said, mm-hmm. they still don't believe me. They no, don't. I, you're, you're in on the secret. And then if John's like, I was not involved, yeah, but I well, witnessed he it. He does a show with Scott. So, of course, he's backing Scott's story. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You can even think of the arguments other people are going to make. This isn't that different than, oh, gosh, what, what was it? Um I can't remember it. There was another thing just like this where it was like, oh, yeah, the we got it all figured out. And then everybody believed. Oh, I know what it was. My friend Andrew Smith, he makes giant kinetic sculptures out of metal and stuff. And he sells them for tons of money. Like if you're this dentist bought a kinetic marble sculpture where the ball just falls forever, goes back to the top, falls forever, 
big installation in the side of his his new offices, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like this guy gets wow. paid. He gets paid. Whoa. He did this. Uh, That's cool. That fist back there. The um the the trophy for Nerdtacular's uh what do you call it? Our 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 Battle of the Frog Pants Stars. He made that anyway. It's like a big gun, you know, Terminator metal hand gun sculpture thing. Anyway, the guy's really talented. Does amazing stuff. He built an, a UFO. And by that, I mean, he built an object that he could fly, have way up in the air, trick a bunch of people into thinking they're seeing something and then pull it back down. So he uh, does this, does this up in the upper valley. He uh, did that, it too well. <laughs> that night, yes, that night on the news, all three major news affiliates carried this story about an unidentified object in the sky. And people are going, yeah, I saw it. I was right over here over this hill. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, my daughter was like, dad, what's that? You know, like all these interviews, just imagine them. They happened. And then two, three days later, he goes, I don't like where this went. I didn't expect this. So I'm going to go tell them it was me. And then he did that. He went to at least one of these affiliates. Everybody ended up carrying it. But he went to one of them. They interviewed him. They showed on camera the device, how he flew it. He described it. It was a great follow-up to their story. It didn't matter. There was a whole bunch of people that are like, whatever. That's They're just covering it up. This was a true yeah. UFO. They all still oh, like the White House it. got a hold of the story and covered like was like, "Yo, let's make it look like it wasn't real." Yeah, they still believe it. <laughs> and and I yeah, and I know the guy who made it, and he made it, and even said, "I made it." And not only did I make it, here it is, and here I'll here I'll reproduce it. Here's how it flies. Look, everybody, the thing. Nah, he's cover. It's a cover up. That was a real, you know. So f f that kind of thinking. May our brains lose the their tendency toward doing that. And, you know, the people, these gaming leaks are not um, immune to it even. I was watched, so I subscribed to Apple TV because I got seven free days for the first time ever. And I watched maybe the first five minutes of Mythic Quest. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. But (laughs) one one of the jokes is uh, in the front, like, this girl's making a shovel for their new MMO. And she's like, how about we leak it to see what people, and they leak it to a top streamer. Mm. so there's also i don't think anyone's been properly any developers have been properly busted on a um oh a for sure confirmed intended leak no but like i i'm not in the industry so i don't know but do you think out of all the leaks that have ever happened in video games do you think at least one of them was on purpose oh i'm sure one i'm sure one is but that's me with that brain going, oh, there has to be at least one, right? right. There has to well, be. Well, I mean, also define intent because I, I have a feeling that there have been leaks from jaded employees in the past that have oh, done that things for sure. intentionally. For sure. That, that we know. For sure. For sure. The, the um, malicious ones, I feel like, happened. Yeah. In this particular and case, the- it's like some 17-year-old kid who uh, is demanding money. I heard there was an arrest today. Yeah. I didn't have oh, time to, say, to follow up, but it like, like it was not news. long before yeah. we went live. But I heard there was an arrest made. I didn't know that. I can't remember where I saw it. Uh, yeah. Let me see if I, I can find something real quick here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, digital trends. Uh, last week, blah blah blah. Seventeen-year-old in the United Kingdom. Uh, confirmed arrest took place in Oxfordshire earlier today. The official statement was that the seventeen-year-old. You know what I really ought to do for this? Hold on a second. Why don't I have... Uh, um, here it is. No, not that. Shit. <laughs> there we go. We got some nice people's court music. 
All right, let me pull that down. Uh, this was said on suspicion of hacking, part of an investigation supporting the NCA's UK National Cybercrime Unit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 17-year-old. Okay, so it does seem that he has been arrested, and who knows what happens after that, but he's screwed. He's broken multiple international laws, and uh, he's effed. Don't yeah, be doing to this. a particularly litigious game developer. Yeah, yeah, who love their secrets. Yeah, you're screwed, dude. Sorry. You're learning a hard lesson at 17 right now, but I, I hope they go easy on you, or at least you learn some lesson from this. Cause Although he's 17, he'll be all right, right, if he's a minor? Well, I don't. is the so, UK any different? I mean, it would be here. Yeah, I mean, UK is pretty... UK is pretty... I don't know for sure, but I think you... It, as a commonwealth country, I'm going to assume they're fairly similar to Canada and yeah. probably are going to be lenient. Uh, yeah, legal, legal adulthood in the chat says it's only in America 18. where it's like go to the jail for 500 years for a bag of weed. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, don't mean to be like that. It's just it is, you know, it's a thing. But anyways, yeah. Hopefully, he's a he's a young kid. So if you're going to do your hacking, do it while you're a minor because the penalties are not yeah. as bad, and you can learn your lesson and be productive member of society and your adult yep now unlike the gta story where we have you know intent of a perpetrator a kind of whole story around it the diablo 4 one is a little bit more mysterious we don't know where the leak came from um still to this point we don't think they're they don't know that it's some hacker they don't know if it was internal they don't they just don't know here's the thing though i don't i don't think the diablo 4 thing is much of a problem because it just looked like diablo 4 to me it looked like more blizzcon not much (laughs) of a story there it's like It might as well have, not that it was, might as well have been Blizzard because it was just like, hey, here's some footage of Diablo. Okay. Yeah. It's like more of that. It is. Yeah. If anything, I was just annoyed to hear whoever was playing it, you could hear their voices, but they'd been modulated. So you couldn't tell who they were. And that was just. We're going to get the devil. devil Real hard right here. That was it. The devil. The devil. Now, if you look here, I'm going to use my abilities. We're going to find that that leads to taking out the devil real hard. <laughs> you know, it's actually kind of like that. The problem is it was super distracting, so I got bored. I'm like, I can't watch this. I'll just wait for the game. This is dumb. So anyway, uh, leakers, man, they're it's real. It's a real thing. Um, the, the fears that it would like delay development, I think, was way overblown. Why would it? There's nothing to delay so here. I, so I wonder what the, I guess the motivation is just a hacker motivation in this case, like just to stick it to a a company yeah like, i mean he 17? tried to uh, the rumor is is that he tried to make a deal like he stole more than he showed and then was like hey i have all this data and information do you want to make a deal oh, don't know if that was and actually gotta, him i Who guess you gotta respect that? that hustle at 17 like i know i would have wanted that amount of money but i never would have been able to like yeah you know, do anything with like criminal. Like I feel yeah. like such an idiot compared to this kid who's like, I, I hacked a major corporation and blackmailed them for a hundred million. Yeah. We didn't mention too, the part of the hack wasn't just uh, GTA six stuff. It was source code for five. Um, some other stuff. I can't remember the other stuff, but I mean, that's co- a smart kid. A smart I kid. Yeah. Parents, I'd be kind of proud. Yeah. I'd be mad, but I'd be proud too. He's smart. <laughs> like, Maybe he can use it for good one day. You know, I don't yeah. know what that would be, but. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, because like the Diablo leak seemed to me like it was just an employee being kind of dumb. Yeah. Plus, like, that- check, I've got exclusive access to Diablo. Check it out. Someone's like record. <laughs> 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 I think I think on a Discord call, maybe they shared the footage over Discords. Yeah. Don't screen capture anyone. Don't worry, we won't. Yeah. At the end of the <laughs> Always day, one person that ruins it. If Diablo had been, you know, as janky looking as the GTA Six pre-alpha stuff. 
then people may have had a worse outcry or worried about the game, but they're almost done. Any leaks from here on out are just going to be. I mean, it depends on the leak, right? If they showed Deckard Kane getting born out of a new butterfly cocoon because he's back and forth, that would be that would be an issue. Yeah, they probably want to say ten thousand years. I'm free. <laughs> he's butter. He's butterfly Kane. M butterfly Kane. Now. Oh shit! Deckard. Okay, you got me. I want what you're describing, except I'd like him to be birthed from the underside of. Uh, Asmodan, if I could make that work, that yeah, <laughs> Asmodan, Asmodan yeah. just shits, him, shits out this uh, white little goes, greasy oh. human, and he flutters out and goes. He comes Rawr. out old for some reason. Yeah, that'd like, be not even a not even a young man. He just comes out as an old man. I guess we killed can him, you, so he's can dead. Can you do the VA for 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 him his birth? Like, what is the first thing he says when he's born? <laughs> oh, stay a while and glisten. <laughs> He's from because yeah, he's, he's full of placenta. Yeah. placenta. I'm glad you got it. I thought I was going to need to describe it, but you were with me, so all right. I took care of that. I, took the, I, I jumped on that grenade for you. I'll get all the Thank emails you. now. I hate this guy. All right, stay a but, while um, and glisten is today's title. We're not doing anything but that. That's hilarious. <laughs> stay. I'm writing it down. Stay a while. What are we doing for the thumbnail on and YouTube? Listen. <laughs> well, let's get a picture of John and we'll put some uh, hand lotion on him and it'll be glistening. That was a <laughs> finally, finally genius, genius line. Uh, anyway, so there you go. There's your there's your week in hacking. It kind of exploded and then went away and like no one seems to care now, but. You know, the new cycle in gaming is kind of lightweight, but we thought we would talk about it. <laughs> yeah, care for a minute, move on. Care for a minute, move on. Uh, hey, Cyberpunk 2077 became Steam top seller uh, since the 1.6 drop and also the drop of Edge Runners anime. I think there's a combination of things going on here. I think the game is in the best shape it's been. And uh, talk of things like uh, transmog and some small features within the game that actually are a big deal to people. I think rang out and also heard people hearing about stability and it oh man it really runs great on my xbox now really because there was a bunch of new stuff for series s and x owners and uh, in terms of performance boost and the pc version um got just you know less bugs and all this and i think there was just like a coming together of a couple of important things all of that like here's the game if it launched today it'd be a finished product here's the here's finally the game is how it was feeling and then that anime drops right around the exact same time and it is a hit people love the anime uh edge runners i think those two things just are that's all it is like and it's and it's deserved the game is good it deserves it i've had people say to me no it doesn't i'll never play it they ruin their chance i get it whatever move on go play other games it's fine um and and do i wish that ccp or c uh, sorry c cd project red had released this thing today instead of two years ago when it wasn't done yes i do wish that but they didn't and they don't but now it runs like it did and that's fine with me and i'm playing the hell out of it and it's pretty freaking great right now so so there's a lot of people are experiencing this yeah yeah i mean i i tweeted it i believe it i i think cd project red needs to wake up every day and say a little prayer of thanks to trigger and the edge runners anime for Mm -hmm. doing the best marketing job uh that the game could possibly ask for. Now, I think you're right. I think if the game, if you went back to the game and it was in the state that it was when it first came out, uh, this isn't, this news story doesn't happen. Right. But 
that anime is so good. Yeah. I watched the entire thing this weekend uh, in one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's what I did on Saturday, and that anime is flipping awesome. And it sold me on the world, and it got me excited to play. When we get to what we've been playing, I'll tell you the stupid ass journey that it sent me on, <laughs> and it gets bad. Um, but. Uh, it, it is the best spokesperson for that game. Like, stop doing interviews. Anytime anybody asks anything about Edge Runners, just or uh, Cyberpunk, just make them go watch Edge Runners. Like, show was awesome. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. And um, you can even buy it uh, on Apple and, and Amazon, by the way. So it's not just a, a it's still Netflix, but they're selling it in, uh, to other people. So it seems to be doing really, really well. Maybe not since. Uh, What's the name of the, what's the League of Legends one? Arcane. Oh, Arcane, Arcane. Arcane. yeah. Not since Arcane, I think, has a game-based uh, series made this big of a splash. They're very different, so don't, I'm not saying they compare. Um, but yeah, it's it's very cool. I watched it also. I know Bo did, because Bo's got a bunch of fan gifts now, and also is. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's from Rebecca Stan yep. now. And, yeah, I'm from uh, Rebecca Stan. That's. Mm-hmm. It's my girl, Rebecca. And uh, I I think the best thing about it, though, like as good as the anime is, the fact that the game's in a good spot, but like on top of all of that, they created a version of uh, like the world in the show is somewhat replicable in the game. Yeah. So the the mods that they use, you can get them in the game. Things that they do in the in the show. You can do them in the game. The places they go in the show, they're in the game. Like it, this has caused uh, my YouTube algorithm to get messed up because like everything right now is like, here's where everything happened in edge runners. You can go see it here. Here's how you play as all of the characters from edge runners. This is their build. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy how connected to the game it is. And in that aspect, I think is where the, the best part of the sales pitch is because it's, it's easy to look at it and go, well, the anime was good, but the, the game isn't going to be the same. Sure. And it's true. It's not going to be exactly the same, but the fact that you can draw so many parallels to it and go, check this out, check this out, check this out. Like it, it got me. And I was not interested in playing cyberpunk again. I was like, you guys have fun. You guys have both been talking about it. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll give it a go. Just see if it's stable. Um, that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of watching the anime at least and being like, I'll at least try it. We'll see what it's like. Bo's really excited about it. <laughs> and, uh, then it got me, got me in marketing a hundred percent worked. I'm so excited for the game now yeah i don't think you're alone i think a lot of people i think a a lot of players are feeling that Uh, i certainly felt a boost from it although i was i had already sort of re-picked it up based more on the patch that was more interesting to me at the time um but i just think it's uh, you know a a, a combination of those things the game is finally what people wanted it to be there's also more people with next-gen consoles and or better pcs like we're just in a little bit better place than we were two years ago in that regard and um it's good it's good it's a good time to do that not saying not saying i'd like companies to f up their launches and it's okay from now on and we'll just deal with it two years later it's not the point but yeah, it sometimes is, it's not what we do but it's what we do after what we do that really matters that's yeah. right that's what my mom used to say she'd say it's not about the dump you're taking it's about the toilet paper you pull the right direction she'd say really is, the, is that real that sounds real mom-ism, yeah. Huh? yeah that's a momism she says it's not wow. about it's not about how you poop honey it's how you wipe is what she'd say 
Really? Oh yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> the thing. An interesting thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like I like the wisdom. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I, I <just> very gross. <laughs> I yeah. I just. <laughs> it's very. Your gross. mom doesn't strike me as like a. Not that I know her very well at all, but just I just would not have expected this. You know. Yeah. I, it's I, kind I, of a gross thing for some was she like toilet humory i think that? she really was just trying to get us to do good wiping jobs you know like you don't oh wanna, you don't <laughs> so want it was wisdom and literal at the yeah same she didn't time. want people going back to front she didn't want any of that business so that's bad yeah. and she wanted uh you know a good clean uh take on the, on the old wipage i think that was i think that was the sole goal of all of it because she didn't want to mess with her underwear later and stuff like that Oh, I, no, wiping is super important. It bu- it bugs me. Like, as, as a pet peeve, everybody should be wiping. Yeah, I know wipe. Bo is into alternative methods. <laughs> Look, I, if you want to know about my wiping, because I don't think... I definitely I think do. I'm going to make some listeners mad if I talk about it here. Okay. We did, an ep- we, did an episode of, we did an episode of Good, Bad, or Bullshit uh, where we ranked to- toilet. We did a verdict. We reviewed toilet paper. Yeah. Um. And so I go into great detail about my wiping habits. <laughs> might see me differently after that. If you're interested, goodbadbull.com. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, that was a good way to, that's like a it. good direction to take it. It's a good transition. I, I know I get bow brain on things and I feel like this one is like just, you know, I, I thought shitting in the lake was going to be fine. I, 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 I'm anxious now talking about wiping my butt. Well, Look, you, yes, yeah. bidets are better. Like chat right now, it's apparently a very civilized chat because chat's just like bidets, 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 bidets. bidets, bidets yes, bidets. but they're not prevalent here. Uh, so if you okay. don't have All a right. bidet, F- wipe your butt. Fine. <laughs> I, I I do a little dip if it's a trusted toilet and there's no bidet. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Wait. What's a little dip? What's a little dip? I don't like dry wiping. Okay. So okay. most of the time, like, oh. I will, sh- I will full shower. I don't have a bidet, so I will full shower after every poop. I don't <laughs> like dry wiping, and if I'm at a friend's house, I'm not going to take a shower. <laughs> They're going to think I'm weird. So you know, I flush the poo away, make sure the toilet's kind of clean, or I'll run some water in the sink and wet wipe. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, okay. Uh, someone's gonna have an issue. With I'm a big I, I, proponent. It's of a bit wet dirty. Wipes. I, I, like yeah. I think wet wipes are great. Uh, they are well stocked in our household. Um, but I have, I do have a question. This did open a door, and I have a question. Go. Yeah, it's a bit OCD. When you have to poop while we're doing the show, yeah, you have not come back with wet hair. <laughs> yeah, no, you can just shower your ass. <laughs> like you don't have to. So, do what, so what if? Wait. So when you've gone to poo <laughs> during break time on the show, you r- you poo, soap. then soap you run the shower and just stick your butt in the shower? Yeah, leave the shirt on, fold it up over my head, whip the pants down, clean the butt. <laughs> I don't even back. know what to I, say. I can't sit here with knowing there's like skid mark juice in there. It's got to be clean. <laughs> I, I, it's a bit OCD, maybe. I, don't, I, I hesitate to tell people because they think it's weird, but... <laughs> I, I don't. I do not like to have any poo in my butt at all, and I make triple sure it's clean. That's and this goes back to that story I was telling about being in grade school. That teacher, he, he was a very short guy, and he, his butt was where the student's head was. And when he walked by, I could smell shit in his pants. <laughs> 
traumatized me. So, I was so like, he's a grown minute. adult. Why does his pants smell like shit? So wait a minute. If you've got to go on a plane or or like a uh, in a public sometimes, place, I mean, sometimes you got to rough it. You know, when you're in the wilderness. Okay, so if you're at a hotel yeah. or you're at a you're at a restaurant, you're like, excuse me, everyone, and you go in there, you 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 just deal with it that night, like. You just live. I mean, it. like I said, I try and find a, you know, hopefully it's not a shared toilet. So don't come out of the stall of getting water for my toilet paper. Yeah. And he- heaven forbid, I need a few trips. Um, <laughs> so I, that's why I prefer personal toilets rather than shared ones if I got a number two. Wow. Because um, I don't want to be the weird guy in the stall. This is great. No, this is good info. I'm. Uh, I feel like I have learned something. And that teacher. Room's like all yelling. You can't flush wet wet. I know. Yeah, I we don't know. flush them. At what point when I said I use wet yeah, wipes them, did I say them, guys. I, I flush, yeah, I yeah. Like a normal <laughs> yeah. person. Jesus. Yeah, we're not, we're, not, not a contri- we're not contributing to the fatberg. What's that thing called? The fatberg? Have you guys heard of this? It's a gigantic ice uh, man-made iceberg looking thing, but it's made of wet wipes and diapers and stuff you shouldn't flush. Uh, yeah. Really? I never and, see it. What is it? It's a manberg? Yeah, no, a fatberg. And apparently it's you and it's made and it's got tons of the reason they call it fatberg is it's got tons of uh fatty like um it, it collects grease and fat and stuff like that and it's huge let me see if i can find it um oh there's like fatbergs and all kinds of sewers this is like a natural thing yeah this sewers. is a thing it's bad um and it's bad because the wipes really hold it together and they, they they want people to stop doing it so if you look at these european ones they're having to go into these these centuries old sewer pipes and like Deal with the they have like str- striatum. They're that dense. Oh yeah, they're, it's crazy. It's crazy. And there's supposedly somewhere in the world, there's one of these things just floating out in the ocean somewhere that's so big <laughs> you can just start oh, building on it. Yeah, look Someone at that fat make bird. A movie about it. Look at that thing. That orange one, chat. Look at that. Oh my gosh. How'd you like to find that in your grilled cheese? No, you wouldn't. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Don't contribute That's to right. fat birds. Anyway, yeah, don't flush them. Yeah, everybody knows that. Well, not obviously, not everybody knows that. We're looking at evidence that not everybody knows that. So Apparently, enough people I, don't. Yeah, I apologize, <laughs> Chad. Yeah. I like Mary McCheese's take yes, on this. Better than the guys who don't wipe because they think touching their own butt makes them gay. <laughs> 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 yeah i feel <laughs> exactly I'm that's kidding. amazing all right well there's that Four now nine. if you didn't think cyberpunk had enough to do with things they also had uh, another new announcement that had to do with the nvidia announcements uh which i'll just briefly mention um cyberpunk's going to add like double or triple the ray tracing effects and will take advantage of the new dlls3 which is supposed to be even better of, a, of an ai scaler thing um if you use it with one of these new NVIDIA 4090s. However, there's a lot to say about these 4090s. It's a little bit weird. They announced the new cards, two 4080s, one 4090. Uh, They are focused to be more efficient on ray tracing power and AI-generated tools. Ray trace version of Portal showed off and being released as a mod, 3D real-time modding tool for lighting and texture upresing, and then Omniverse and Universal Scene Description for VR. So there's some stuff coming with that thing but a lot of people are concerned that this is a under the hood like kind of hidden away is really kind of a small upgrade and it's but they're charging 900 bucks for a card and people are yeah i guess that article you linked there's a pc game article that the tldr on it was that usually a graphics card the most expensive one is the worst value per dollar let's say yeah so in this series they're all very expensive. Yeah. And the best value per dollar is the 4090. 
Yeah, which is which weird. is really weird. Usually, you're like, "Well, I don't, I don't need a ten percent graphics boost for a forty percent price increase or something, right?" You're like, "I'll just go with the forty thirty seventy twenty sixty. Yeah. In this case, um, the performance diminishments between the forty ninety and forty eighty are really steep, and right. they're all priced super premium. Yeah, they're all very expensive. Um, I mean, whatever they're new cards and they're always a little, you know, obviously they're expensive at the beginning, but hopefully unlike the 3080 uh, series, you're not going to have massive, um, no stock on these. Like I, I hope we're all caught up on all that stuff. So people don't have to wait forever. The, uh, the Ethereum switch should help alleviate that. Um, so that GPUs are less used for mining cryptocurrency. Um, and the supply value chain wise, yeah, yeah. Value wise, you may be better served going for a thirty eighty. Yeah, even a two. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say so. I, it, it's rough, and I mean the the they were out there saying like the days of like new video cards significantly reducing the cost of the previous gen are over. Like we are in an era of extremely expensive video cards going forward is what they were saying. They were trying to really play off this price as like the new norm, but like the two forty eighties just seem skeevy to me. Like yeah. it, it seems like it seems like, well, we didn't want to call it a forty seventy. is how it reads to me. Like, uh, which is kind of weird. Like, I, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. I just don't have a good feeling about this generation, which is weird because when the, the 30 series came out, yeah, that felt celebratory. Yeah, still, does. you know what I mean? Like they yeah. sold out like crazy and it wasn't just interest from crypto. That was a huge part of it. That's why there was a shortage. But everybody wanted it because it was like, man, look at this big push forward tech wise. Yes, they see the value in ray tracing. You're trying to make it faster. Um, it was a good value for what you were getting. Uh, you know, even the the lower end were you know, outperforming the pre the best of the previous gen. Like it all just seemed really good. This feels like the opposite of that. Yeah. And all, you know, the fact that chat brought it up again, the CEO of NVIDIA all out straight up just said, yeah, this video cards cost more money now. And that's how it is from now on. Fine. But I don't think the, I don't think the increase year over years is, is right for that money. And also, what are they saying? Are we eventually just going to pay five grand for our video cards and that's just going to be the future? Like, that seems insane to me. Yeah. Like, I got real economic questions about the future of GPUs and why they, why they have to be so expensive. And I'm not saying they should be dirt cheap by any stretch. But I don't know what the margins are. I have no idea. Like, Sony wants to uh, up the price of the PlayStation. Meta increase the price of the freaking uh, headset. Like everybody's popping their prices. The only people saying they won't and it's because they don't have to because they're, you know, they're made of money is Microsoft and the Xbox stuff. They're not going to raise them. They say it's not the right time. But I think everybody is in the mood right now to take electronics to some new inflated level. And it's bumming me out. They were like Intel is still making a GPU play. That's true. And and so is so is um those out yet the amd is still a factor as well like i read something that's like nvidia did this because they knew what amd's offering them isn't going to compete but i think the real story here is like as a 3000 series owner what do i need to buy a 4000 series for yeah you know like i i don't i think probably they're aware that this isn't going to be 
this is a kick. It feels to me like at least for gaming, it's a kick the can down the road kind of thing yeah. where there's, they got to release a new product. There's nothing much there. So let's build suckers out of lots of money for those PC enthusiasts that will buy it. Yeah. I hate and that it feels even, that way, but it does. Cause the 3080 actually felt like a massive jump. Like I got one early, got lucky and I've loved that card. I've yet to have anything. Everything melts in the face of it. Just like looks at it and goes, okay, sure. We'll run everything at high. Just don't hurt us. You know, like they treat they, <laughs> these games, treat that card like a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless the 4890 was that kind of generational leap. I don't think I have any reason to upgrade and not no, at I this think price. It's like, I'm not doing it. Like it, there definitely is improvements from what I've read. It sounds like they've improved things, but I don't, if you're playing God of War, you're going to notice two extra frames. I think a headline I saw today was Blizzard has uncapped Overwatch 2, so it can run at 600 FPS. 600? With the fourth, yeah, six, if you have the, all the, the right CPU uh, as well, because you could be CPU locked. But they are running Overwatch 2 at 600 FPS. Now, you know, your monitors, maybe, like, you'd have to have a monstrous monitor to even see all those frames, so who gives a shit? I don't even think your you eyes know, are like, capable of seeing more than 120. Probably or. not, but it, it, I don't I don't even think you can render, I don't think there's a monitor alive that can render 600 frames. It could be mistaken, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just discovered 140, 160, so, you know, I'm, 600 is unfathomable. Yeah. But, um, that just seems like unnecessary, right? Like it's like, yeah, you're gonna buy a four thousand series to play Overwatch or even God of War. Like, there's no game that needs a four thousand series right now. I can run God of War at one twenty, one sixty. Yeah, that's fine. The only reason I was interested very much in this is because I do want a card that's gonna support my stupid Skyrim game. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be able to play Skyrim, everybody. Skyrim with a five bill- <laughs> with five hundred and thirty two mods. I- I'm a very niche market <laughs> in this. I'm like, I have a very specific question for the CEO. Will it run my setup of Skyrim? <laughs> well, um, uh, yes, I have five hundred mods for Skyrim. Will this be the product for me? I don't want to skip yeah. over it too much, but that Omniverse product is their basically a digital subscription service for a bunch of tools uh, that are creation tools that they think will be what NVIDIA or excuse me, what Adobe is for photos, audio, video, you know, kind of the creative cloud stuff that Omniverse will be that for meta, whatever the Did meta you- worlds are. So VR and, and, content that's 3d and all of that that's basically a big suite of tools to build the shit that we'll see used in what they think the metaverse will be on that front did you see the do-it-yourself the ai powered modding for old games when they i heard about it i didn't see it i heard about it i didn't see it so so that that was really interesting so what they're i don't know if this comes with if it's card locked to the forty thousand, or if it's just something they're going to be offering but you can, they've made a tool so that any modder can go into any Unreal Engine game and use the same AI kind of tools that this art generation is doing to improve texture reses up to 4K, 8K mm-hmm. and basically remaster your own games. Wow. Like, like rather than wait for, you know, X company to remaster Grand Theft Auto 4, let's say, you can just go in and remaster it yourself and make it a mod. As long as it's built in Unreal, I think that's one of the caveats. Is that the rule? Okay. Yeah, they call yeah. it USD, which is no longer uh, United States denomination for money. It's now universal scene description. 
And oh, that's no, that's not that's this not isn't that it? thing. You, no, you, no Here, USD is for VR is the VR stuff. So I just Omnibus put a link to a, yeah. a YouTube video for it. Like it's a it's showing remastering uh, Morrowind. Yeah, with this tool, and it it is legitimately like crazy. It's adding like RTX real time in a 3D environment. Oh, okay. To a twenty year old, yeah, it's two separate things. So the, this this these re, these modding tools, um. Send me. Did is, you put the link in our Discord? I don't see it. I put it in the show notes next to oh, oh. where we are in the article. Sorry, that works just as good. Uh, let me pull that up. Okay, so this is with this was this part of their demo they showed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I I sat through most of the demo, which felt like it was mostly targeted at enterprise. Mm-hmm. But this was this was really interesting because you know Morrowind looks old. You know, not really <laughs> like. It's still maybe a great game, and if you have fond memories, uh, go play it. But mm-hmm. um, uh, just check out how different and high res everything looks. It looks like a remastered game. It does, but it's real time remastering, basically, right? Like that's the idea. It's. it's I think happening. you can do both. I think maybe you can real time do it, but like they talked a lot about giving modders tools to go in and author mods quickly because there are mod projects where they retexture things, but. I don't think the the production pipeline is very efficient. Like they're just giving away this AI tool. I don't know if they're gonna charge for it or not, but um, you know, you could just go in and use this tool and I think save a lot of time letting AI enhance it for you rather than whatever the techniques that modders use today. I don't know. That's the hot new um, thing, man. US uh, or uh, AI assisted uh, this stuff. I think if you're retexturing, <laughs> you're actually looking for so- new source material. Like if there's a brick wall, you're going to Imgur to find a higher resolution brick wall and then like shop for image files and do whatever shadow mapping or whatever stuff they got to do to make it look better where this will just do it in an instant. Interesting. Like. That's pretty cool. So, Isn't this a little like, John, like your remaster of Final Fantasy VII, the old one? It's yeah, a, bit, a, a lot of, of the a lot of the Final Fantasy mods use AI to upres and upscale the background images for things because that's something that for whatever reason, well, probably money, um, never gets touched when they do these re-releases of games. They'll do the 3D character models. They'll 100% redo those. You get fresh assets, but then it's still on the same blurry low res background that it always was, and so. The number one thing you see on these mods is we used AI generated tools to up res and uh, clean up the backgrounds for old um, PlayStation era games. And it looks it looks really good. Like, it's really incredible what it what it does compared to what was there. It's basically seeing what's there. I'm looking at the video now and saying. The AI is going, I recognize this. This is an old tile with a bunch of cracks in it. So I'm going to fill it in, give it detail, give it depth, give it volume, give it color, give it all the stuff we give it. It's actually pretty rad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's cool. Like this, forget the video cards. Like this is the technology innovations that are, are interesting and cool for for the games. Um, is this independent of the of the which which like a, a kind of thirty d eighty or thirty? Yeah, I, do I this? think so. I think this is independent of card. This sounds like software that you run to help mod. Like it, it seemed totally unrelated, except it's RTX. So it's showcasing RTX, which is only available on two two thousand series and up. So right, right, yeah, interesting. Because that because that's why I say most of the presentation was not focused on the card. It was focused on this some enterprise work solutions that they were offering. 
so that people could work remotely mm. in 3D spaces. I'm sure that's nothing new, but I was very, I was like, I feel like I don't understand enough about this, this work world. I'm sure it's exciting though. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing was the Omniverse bit too, that was also interesting. Yeah. I, I am interested to find out more how this supports VR because the one thing they talked about was shared VR workspaces. Mm-hmm. So it, instead of having metaverse, they're trademarking their own word called Omniverse. <laughs> which I think is meant to be enterprise level solutions in the VR space and that they're pioneering that USD that you talked about universal scene descriptor. So Pixar a long time ago, I think we've talked about it on the show. They were actually working remotely and they developed a scripting language so they could work on their, you know, 3d movies in real time with each other across distances. Mm-hmm. And that, that thing they developed is being repurposed for VR uh, you know, worlds and avatars. It's like a quick internet communication about how we experience VR on the web. Yeah. And, you know, um, so that you just, you log onto your headset and rather than go to apps and rather than go to a browser to get a VR experience, which you can do now, you'll be in the internet immediately. You're Jack into the matrix, Johnny mnemonic style. Like you'll just be in there and you'll go to different worlds and have your avatar and blah, blah, blah. It's so. pretty cool. The way they describe it on the webpage <clears throat> The metaverse, the 3D internet, is delivering enormous opportunities for everyone. They say that as if it exists. From artists building content across multiple 3D tools, developers building AI trained in virtual worlds, or enterprises building twin digital twin simulations of their industrial processes. Metaverse applications are here and everywhere. Oh, yeah, digital twin. They talked, I, I made me think of Aphex twin every time they talked oh, yeah. about digital twin because it was just such a weird term yeah sounds like its own anime to call it digital twin nvidia omniverse is an extensible platform based in universal scene description or usd uh, is helping make it happen by enabling individuals with teams to build custom 3d pipelines and uh, simulate large-scale virtual worlds faster than ever it's a lot of corporate speak but seems neat um i mean the key is like they're it's they're working on it i yeah. think it's one thing to have Zuckerberg come out and try to build his weird little version of, of online world. But you know, if NVIDIA's presenting, maybe they got a team working on stuff. So, yeah. you know, Pretty say what you will about their prices and some of their practices. They are, they do have good tech and interesting ideas. So who knows? They do say that it will be free for creators to download and use. It will be free to develop and distribute. If you're a developer and if you're an enterprise client, 30-day free trial, annual license. So in theory, Bo, if you want to do a bunch of 3D asset generation, VR weirdness, and experiment, you can. Your creator thing is free. Bam, bam, oh, boom. That's for Omniverse? Stuff? Yeah, really? Omniverse is free. I am uh, kind of dropped off on learning Unity a little bit. Not for lack of wanting to, just it's a time thing. I have a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. Video games. But like, yeah, I mean interesting right i don't know like it's just there's like there, there's a frontier here you know how there's like a youtube frontier and mm-hmm. i mean you're part of the podcast frontier on the internet you know and you were in early doing interesting things sure there's a part of me that wants that's like is there a new frontier in vr like what if i make the world's first nightclub like standalone nightclub that is the hot cyberpunk place to be that'd be awesome yeah it would be awesome i'd go to your place i'd hang out there you know, yeah. well, I'd have blood sprinklers. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a blade room for sure. We'd have blade night, blade night every week. Oh, 
All right. I'm in on the ground. We want to be in on the ground floor of your hot new product, Bo. Everyone has to come as a vampire and yep. we'll sprinkle blood all over you and play. Perfect. Song is playing. I'm in. Uh, also, another thing that was a little bit weird that happened this week was the announcement of Logitech partnering with NVIDIA and Microsoft for a fully cloud-based gaming handheld called the G Cloud. Um, in our notes, it says the Steam Deck has a competitor. Not really. This thing is weak sauce on the processor front. This is basically like a. I don't know yeah. why I wrote that. I wrote it like I was writing uh, like a clickbait article. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, but honestly, a lot of people are are making comparisons to the two. But you're right; it is not by any means the same thing. Not and just just from a raw performance standpoint, this thing is like a mid range cell phone in terms of uh, CPU and capability in that regard. What it's really focused on is really reliable internet handling and stream and cloud service gaming. That's its main focus here. Um, and it's probably very good at that. It's got like multiple Wi-Fi radios and all sorts of stuff to just make sure you're getting the best connection possible. Seems like a nice setup, nice device. My big complaint is that um, here's my complaint. I think there's absolutely room for a device like this, especially for those who focus on cloud gaming. I think that's great. Like totally rad that this exists for people who want to jump into the cloud gaming space and never leave. Um, but they want $399 for it. <laughs> yeah. $399. Like, yeah. Cause all that power in the steam deck is only about $200. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all it, all it amounts. You can to. get a steam deck for 50 bucks more. Like this is silly to me that they've, they've priced it at that. I don't get it. It's really crazy. And it's funny because this is basically the product that I thought the Steam Deck was going to be when it was just a rumor, hey, Valve is making, you know, hardware that's going to be portable as I thought it would just be, you know, play over the Internet, streaming, you know, keep it cheap. But again, that was the whole point was keep it cheap. And this is definitely not cheap. This is crazy how expensive this is. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And that that chip I mentioned is the Qualcomm Snapdragon 720G. That's an older chip. It's okay. And it's perfectly fine for streaming. Like that, there's no issues there. But if you're talking about just like raw power to play anything natively from its storage, good luck. There's some storage, 64 gig or yeah, 64 gig. It's a it's an Android device. You can play Android games on it. But uh, that's why the touchscreen, because the Steam Deck have a touchscreen. It does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think you can make one of these anymore without being touch. I think that's just the rules now. Uh, I kind of thought maybe that would have been a trade off, but I guess uh, yeah. man, Steam Deck really has. I mean, they the, the, the thing with the Steam Deck is it has the library to back it up. It's not just about the hardware. Right. They could take they could be taking a bath on these Steam decks and they'll make it up in purchases. They probably are. That's the other thing is somebody suggested maybe it was Tom this week or somebody said what's probably going on here is is Logitech is not they never do lead loss leader stuff. They don't like to sell something for under margin so that they can make it up on some other way. They just sell their hardware for whatever the they want to charge. Well, and, and that's true is where is the extra money that they would be making coming from, from this device? Right, right. Like they don't have what steam has. You're not going to go to their store and buy a bunch of games. Like you buy this and this is sort of like their one paycheck that they get. There's no subsidy. There's no subsidy here. You're right. That's totally true. I think that's, but that really doesn't a- make it a good value. Like understanding no. why something costs what it costs is one thing that doesn't, immediately go well you know what there was logic behind that price therefore i'm okay paying it maybe that maybe the play is on availability 
Could be. Like the the, avail- the one issue with Steam Deck is availability, right? It's on constant back order. Somebody getting it, they might bank on people getting impatient or countries and nations that don't have as much access to Steam Deck. Could be, but I hope they realize what they are getting instead, which is really just a device that needs good Wi-Fi and then a bunch of cloud games and a cloud service to subscribe to. As far as I know, they don't get a slice of the game pass thing. Maybe they, they did work with Microsoft on this. I don't know what that actually means. They don't say what that means. Is there a steam deck and steam deck highly available in China and Japan? Um, I don't know, but again, I just don't think they're, they're comparable. Like they just aren't the same. No, but if you want to, if you, if you were trying to be a bit grow, like, yeah, it's not the thing you want, but it's the second best thing. Like, it's that or nothing. They might pick up some sales from people willing to. If I were them, I'd pick. I'd buy a drop. Switch over this thing. Like I just don't think the value's here. And the, not that you yeah. can play Game Pass on a Switch, but you know what I mean. Like all, all of these things are going to give you different values. I just I don't know. I don't know why it's so they, expensive. Yeah, you talk a lot about to the Latinx market because they they're highly they're big on mobile mm-hmm. and they, they don't have like it's not as much computing. Like I just I'm trying to picture the markets this would make sense and maybe it's like Brazil. This is a big item there. They have pretty good Wi-Fi. I don't know how or infrastructure-wise how their internet is down there. I mean, the it's all hearsay. I just kind of heard it, but they're not. It's not the Wi-Fi. It's just like PC enthusiasm is not quite the same. Most people will game on mobile oh, devices. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. You know, so like this is pretty mobile device adjacent, but as a sweet controller. Yeah. I mean, backbones exist too. It's just a question of what's available and what market. Maybe like I'm trying to be generous to Logitech here and say like this might actually be a good play for them, but it just it looks stupid when we put it up against the steam deck. It's like, what are you guys doing? Don't even try. Yeah. Stick the webcams. <laughs> yeah. yeah no or, kidding. or, I mean, you just said it like a hundred dollar backbone. Like you're going to be able to basically get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to stick up for Logitech here. <laughs> they, oh, they made a mouse. I really like. Yeah. So, I like Logitech. Know. I'm in general. That's <laughs> the other thing fine. is I, I feel confident that it's a nice device. Uh, no one's seen one yet. We don't have hands on, but I'm, I'm, I'll bet it's really not well built. And cause Logitech generally speaking, doesn't make trashy plastic garbage. So I'm not worried about that. I just, I don't know. The value proposition here is weird. If you're, if, I would just say to somebody, okay, if you're here in the States or in Canada and you said, hey, I'm thinking about getting one, I would want to make sure they knew it was, its strengths were in cloud gaming, if they're cool with that or not, and not some previous library they already have. And if they have an extra 50 bucks, they could get a Steam Deck and get Game Pass and cloud streaming plus everything that you get with being able to install your games and all the you know benefits of your previous library being playable and all that stuff, so... I don't know. And Steam Deck is a good emulator machine too, right? Like you don't need to buy a separate emulator if you've got a Steam Deck. You can. True. Yeah. So that it doesn't even have that going for it. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Like, it's it has, not like well, it does have great battery going for it. It's something like. Uh, oh, let's see if I can find it. It's really they're claiming. Uh, I can't find it now. It's some ama- amazing amount of battery life. That nothing because again, it's mostly streaming, right? So you're not dealing with. There's no GPU having to render much other than, you know, just yeah. getting the stream through. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it is a thing. I, I want to hear about it when it hits. I, I'm very curious about it as a device. I like I like this market, this burgeoning device market for portable gaming, but I am i don't think this is a very good deal. Price is just too high. Um, but if you're like, man, that's a bummer. Why can't I have Ted Lasso in my, in my video games? Good news. <laughs> 
because Ted Lasso and his AFC Richmond team will be in the FIFA 23 release. Wee! I might know who that is soon. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna want because you have your Apple TV Apple for seven, I'm, I'm seven probably days. Not, I'm, probably, I'm probably not gonna watch Mythic Quest, so I'll watch something. You should totally watch Ted Lasso. It's wonderful. It's it's a great show. I I put this in here because it made me smile. It made me laugh. I think it's funny that he's literally a coach for career mode. So it's not just like oh, you can play as a team that we called AFC Richmond. It's like you can actually be him. I I think this is great it is the most excited i've been about fifa i don't know if i'm gonna play it but i was like hell yeah this is great this yeah. is the best so you got sudeikis's likeness and then the whole team is available from all the other actors so you can you do play with them yeah and uh that's i guess that's pretty cool if you're a super fan of that show and a lot of people are why not why not I mean, <laughs> now they I just need a super arcade way to play it for people that <laughs> don't know how to play soccer yeah, or good, football. Good point. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, I got a game for them. We'll yeah. Oh, we're going to talk oh, about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Excited Ted Lasso that. should be in that game. Well, it's very good. Uh, Ted Lasso, uh, this is the year. Like uh, Geralt being in everything. This yeah. is the year we got <laughs> Ted Lasso in every game. New Soul Caliber Ted Lasso's in there. Yep. Looking forward to it. Adam. Uh, PSVR 2 will not be backwards compatible with PSVR titles. We talked about the 2 announcement last week and what it had. Uh, now we're telling you, sorry, all your old games are screwed. Um, there's you, guys, a, you guys don't want this. No, there's a tech reason why, but it's bad consumerism, uh, I think, to have no mm-hmm. backwards compatibility. And I know cynical people are going to go, well, Sony, what do you expect? They don't like compatibility. They like to pretend it doesn't exist. I know, but this is kind of a separate thing. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do it, but that is a bummer that you can't play your old games. Yeah, it is a bummer, but it's like it's a tech plateau thing. It Wait, can say, make well, all the sense technologically in the world that yeah. doesn't change a bad feeling from being a bad feeling. Yeah, you know, like right. it, it, these two things can exist together hand in hand. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's um, MetaQuest has kind of spoiled me because it's so cheap. But like when I go and look at other products, I'm like, maybe I want a better headset. I'm like, oh no, this is an expensive hobby. <laughs> like any way you cut it, it's a pricey hobby. And like, just even thinking like a new medic, like this great deal I got on the Quest Two, can be completely invalidated next year with a mm-hmm. sweet release. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of risk you're taking in the VR space. I think, like, not that I like it either, but it's just, I, I guess I've, for me, I've gotten used to the notion, but that's not true of everyone you know what it is it's like you're this is like video cards in the early 2000s it was leaps and bounds every release like oh my gosh my voodoo 2 looks stupid now my geforce 130 what a piece of garbage like just every time it was this mind-blowing jump and the consoles too it's just like whoa playstation 1 to 2 was insane of a jump and going from that to what we did next 360 insane jump like yeah. now we're plateauing in those areas but in vr we're still back at those weird like gigantic jumps and they're, in some they're ways the development of that plateau we're gonna get to because even the quest went from 90 megahertz to 100 me- like it was an experimental feature when i bought mine and mm-hmm. now it's the 120 megahertz is the default refresh on a quest too yeah so eventually cool. something else is going to happen and then they're going to want it and the meta quest 2 is just not going to handle it so goodbye compatibility yeah so, this is true. Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess for me, it's 
it does suck. Yeah, it's just I sort of I'm not surprised by this at all. Well, the good news is the PSVR two will come with Ted Lasso, so watch for that. That's the thing. <laughs> yep, he just shows up, he installs yeah. it for you. You know, flaps the believe sign and then walks yep. out the door. I gotta check VR chat. There's got to definitely be a Ted Lasso avatar. Oh, guaranteed. If not, oh, after FIFA, there will that would be. be. So good. <laughs> That's right. They'll strip it out after FIFA comes out. Um, the what I want him to do, John, is like he said, he shows up, he helps you do it at some point he puts his fists on his on his uh hips and looks around Mm -hmm. and smiles at what he's done and then has a panic attack and runs away and that's the last you see him (laughs) yep that's it that's it Bo, that'll make sense when you watch the series ah the show's so good i like that it is very good it's Uh, it's another one of those shows where i like the whole cast like i'm I'm scared of the show because it feels so wholesome like i hate like i want to be a grinch about it oh don't worry but so many people like it, but I'm like, you know, I have the whole like, I don't want to show. It seems like a positive. It looks like Ned Flanders, a television show. Like, why the hell do I want to watch that? Honestly, I think going in with that mindset is a boost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. It's just been so consistent and so much of it that I'm like, yeah. curious. Yeah. But like, at first, I was like, you guys like Ted Lasso? Look at this whack show. <laughs> why are you guys calling it? And I'm like, okay, I think I'm the one that's going to be wrong here. It's the the I think fandom the, is fervent. The, the wholesome part of it is earned in a way that I've don't, never seen a show do it. None of this is none of this is just like handed to them. They have to really earn that feeling of whatever that is. And yeah. it's done. You know, everyone's dropping f bombs, and it's you know, there's some sexy business going on. I mean, there, there's some edgy f bombs and sexy show. business. Oh shit! I gotta yeah. watch it now. <laughs> it's not like you know, it's not some Disney show, but there's something special about it i can't really put my finger on it all right all right i'm sold i'm sold. i'll give it i'll give it a whirl it's very good uh i hear the theme song as we're talking about it and that's weird i don't know why i'm hearing it (laughs) psvr2 we talked about let's talk about spider-man miles morales uh this is a currently a playstation 5 and ps4 thing but uh we'll be coming to pc this fall that's a lot sooner than anyone thought we'd be getting the miles morales uh standalone game I'm so happy about it because I haven't played it. And that Spider-Man port is amazing. Mm -hmm. Go back to saying they're doing amazing port work at Sony. Uh, They are. And I'm really thrilled to play it. Um, I think a a Ted Lasso skin for Miles Morales is an interesting choice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, there he's I'm ready for it. Now I want to see that. But see, hey, that's what's fun with PCs. They get to weird, do weird mods. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure someone will do it. I've seen Kermit in the current Amazing Spider-Man game. Yep. Kermit swinging around. It's so, fantastic. You know, they're doing all sorts of good stuff with it. Yeah. Uh, I will buy Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales when they get a good VR mod in there. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, man, t- that would be, that'd mm. be intense. They've got first person. Someone's doing a first person mod of it. It looks insane, by the way. It looks oh, nauseating good. to me. I saw some video of that. for the. For, it's not for Miles Morales, but for the, for yeah, the Peter for Parker Spider-Man one. Remastered. So it still needs work, but. I want to be there for it. It looked like I don't, and I don't get motion sick, but that thing looked like I'd be having trouble. But we'll see. They did that for uh, what was it, the Amazing Spider-Man, where they the first trailer for it was you get to see Spider-Man in first person, like that was how they sold it, like swinging through the city, and then the big reveal that it was Spider-Man was he hit a window and you saw the reflection. Oh yeah, like I, I that stuck with me. Like I have a feeling. If if VR mod for that is done well, it could too. Like, there is a VR game, um, but I haven't played it. You know, it's a VR game. It's, a lot of those things are glorified tech demos. I want the full AAA. I heard Spider Man's great. Spider Man is great. 
a great full adventure story. Yeah. I like the VR modded games. That's an incredible game. Um, Gloomhaven is free on Epic right now, everybody. You should grab it. Gloomhaven's great. Digital Gloomhaven is, I bought it. So I'm the sucker who got in during You're not a sucker. Early you access. The developers. Yeah, I did. They didn't need it, though, because they're making trillions of dollars on that damn board game version of this. But Gloomhaven's a big deal on PC, and I, I'm a little shocked they have it over there. So if, you, if you're down with having the Epic Launcher and you like getting their free games, that is free right now. I picked up a couple of good free games from them in the last couple of weeks that I haven't talked about here, but some pretty decent stuff. I mean, it's hard to, the, as it turns out, the issue is not the price sometimes, it's the time. It's the time. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. No, you're right. It's great that it's free and all, but like I, I've downloaded a couple. I've been, you know, a poo-pooer of Epic, but I, you know, log in and grab a game. Uh, don't play them. Yeah. Like, I, I got them. <laughs> yeah, why not? I, I got, still let, have to see what I got here. I got Pinball Effects. I got Prey. I got... Uh, oh, Prey's awesome. Redout. Readout. Redout. Redout. Yeah. Lawn Mowing Simulator. Oh, yeah, Lawn baby. Lawn Mowing Simulator. Yeah, yeah. Ancient Enemy. Uh, oh, Demon's Ancient Tales. Enemy's awesome, dude. Play I that. I, I just, I haven't, you know. Just, Play that game. You know, you like the uh, solid, what's that solitaire game? Uh, <laughs> what's that called? The, some trauma associated with solitaire. And no, the, the one that we like, though. <laughs> Careful, Scott, you're approaching 30 minutes talking about it now. But, <laughs> but what was that game? Something solitaire that we all liked. We all like it. Solitarica. Yeah, Solitaire. Solitarica. I have that on the phone. It's a great phone game. Ancient Enemy is somewhat like that and is freaking great. Highly recommend yeah. it. That's why I downloaded it. Nice. Um, Sometimes I don't download the free games. Even if they're free, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I'm like, I don't want that one. I feel you. I do that all the time on there. But I've gotten lucky with a few things. Anyway. Uh, one yeah, final it's a note. bad attitude I have. No, it's okay. Um, we're, we're working on it yeah. together. Together we'll get through this. Uh, new Steam charts are out. They look cool. They've done a bunch of new stuff with the data, and they're now showing some stuff that they've never shown before, which is like, here are the most popular games by revenue and like a lot more money-based stuff, which if you're into data, Steam's doing you a favor. Um, I was going to show this now. I can't find it. Hold I'm on. more into lore. Um, you like the lore store, of the Steam charts? Highlight store, and in the menu, you'll see one called stats. That's how you get to it in the app. There it is. Third. Steam charts. There it is. Yep, you're right. That is how you get there. Uh, yeah, so store I, stats. I'm going to go over here and show it here, chat, uh, from the website. So basically, they tell you what the, the current peak online is and uh, who is online right now. Right now, there are 17,837,389 players currently playing. Uh, Top-selling games right now to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is, I guess is the new one? Is that What is that? Yeah, it's a pre-purchase. That's that's the one that's coming out. It's uh, the one you can pre-order now. That got a a 95 on IGN. They're like, this is the best Call of Duty since ever. Wow. I know. I know. And I'm hearing nothing but good things. I don't want to hear that. I don't even interest. I don't even tell me. I don't want to buy another one. Now, this is not. I think you've already said this to me. I'm going to ask you the same question you've already explained to me again on the show. Go. This is not a remake of the original Modern Warfare 2, right? No. This is not just, this is a brand new game. A follow-up to Modern Warfare from a couple of years ago, which was also highly touted. This is that team doing a new. It's like a, a reboot. It's like a. It's whatever. a reimagining. It's a, re- it's a re- re-imagining. Okay. It's, it's not like going to end with a cliffhanger, soap getting stabbed in the chest and throwing a knife in a guy. No. It's soap <laughs> eating soap. 
with Ted Lasso. Oh, the next nice. yeah. oh sweet. Ted's yeah. there. He's going to yeah, Ted Lasso. So great. Yeah, that's their hot tie-in this year is Ted Lasso shows is up. This nice. the, is this the one I should maybe drop in and play? I, 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 do play I don't know. These reviews are off the charts. I, I, I mean, I'll wait till the full release and see how the full how it all looks and people I trust what they say. But so far, I'm a little shocked. <laughs> I like a good Call of Duty. I do too. I don't when they're like good, they're good. A bad one, but I do like a good one. And they say this oh. one's great because you got you got a big uh well I don't know how big, but a you know, a meaty campaign. Um this is their new engine, which is supposed to be much smaller and less hardcore on your stuff. So they've you know, optimized basically. Uh you get spec ops back and apparently you can do like thirty on thirty spec ops stuff. Spec ops was a fun mode back in the day. So that's the thing. And then the full multiplayer, you know, part and all that. I mean, it seems like it might be cool. I don't know. Cross cross platform, all the all that biz. Um uh, open oh, open beta on Xbox this weekend, says Bayel. That's cool. Anyway, I, I'm a little surprised because that thing got bashed last year. It's like, oh, this is the shittiest Call of Duty in years. Maybe we're done. Maybe we're maybe maybe it's the end, the beginning of the end of Call of Duty, but no, apparently this is like the hot business. So yeah. Well, we shall you see. Wouldn't know that if it wasn't for the stats top chart. That's right. It's, it's That's right. The top seller, and it's been selling number. It's been charting for ten weeks. Yep, sixty nine nine so, million too. It's the new price, the new hot retail price for premium video games. You, you know what is also like amazing to see that. So we've got number one, hot trending. You know, new release coming up. We've got mm-hmm. number two, Slime Rancher, which I just assume is sort of a meme game. Uh, it's brand new, but the number it's three supposed to be very chill. They're very yeah, good, but yeah. but the point I want to make is number three is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, well, on three yeah. on mine is Apex yeah. Legends. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, if you do the by revenue thing, oh, uh, maybe you. We depends on when you refresh. Maybe it's bouncing around. Also, I have could, to, I'm on the top sellers right now. Ah, uh, gotcha. So it's just current. Yeah, but it's just you know it's interesting to see like it's selling and there's enough regenerated interest that it's selling at a comparable rate. Well, and to what we said earlier, Call mouse it, over it or go to the store page. The first video that plays in that thing is look at the oh, anime. It's, it's, yeah. It's a little... <laughs> like, look at our TV show. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, tonally what I, what I did discover, I'll talk more when we, when we talk about what we played, but when I played the game more this week, it was a weird, a little bit of a weird tonal disconnect because on one, in the one hand I'm playing like this, you know, 3d realistic, real people looking deal game. And then my brain is kind of still reeling from the very stylized approach of the, of the anime. And it's a little discordant, not in a bad way. It's fine. And I'm glad it's driving people over there, but I'm a little surprised how much it's driving people over there. It's kind of shocking. Like fourth on that list. That must be a massive amount of money. And also hats off to slime rancher two. I know slime rancher one did well, um, that's also on Game Pass this week as a game preview, um, Slime Rancher 2. So you could even get it free if you're uh, on Game Pass. But the fact that that's sitting there at number two and has been there for a few days, well done, guys. Jeez. Yeah, they made a cool, chill game that yeah. people like. That's that's great. I like that a lot. I also, I also want to draw, I have another interesting game as I was perusing these lists, but um, you can, there's top played, right? Not purchase, but top played. You can go by daily concurrence. So I'm going by daily players, and the one that consistently charts, it's not high. Right now it's 54. 54 most players playing the game is still Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. 
it just jumped out at me because like I'm playing it in VR and it's like this game is like 10 years old and I'm like more people are playing Skyrim right now than are playing uh, Hunt, Showdown, Stellaris, Path of Exile, yeah, um, Sea of Thieves, Deep Rock Galactic. There's more people playing a finite game, you know, like you, a lot of these games are like repeat games and keep playing Deep Rock and Path of Exile and no, nope, people are still just in the Skyrim world more than these other games. And I'm oh, just, wow. yeah. you know, 10 years on, it really just shows that this game really has endured in. Well, these numbers, the numbers are fascinating kind of across the board. I agree with you on the Skyrim stuff, but like, for example, you know, Stardew Valley was an un, unmitigated hit in 2015, 16, whatever it was. Huge hit. Indie darling. Everyone loves Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah, One guy 30, made it. Look at it on there. Twenty today alone today, twenty seven thousand one hundred and sixty eight people were playing that game. Yeah. That's enormous. No sub fee, no monetization. The the CEO of Unity is like rolling over in, in his drinks right now. He's like, <laughs> they could be making so much money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they only monetized at a battle pass, you know, but it's like stuff's it, wild. You know, wild. I mean, Elden Ring two came out earlier this year. There's thirty two thousand people playing that. Yeah, you know, like. It's kind of wild. It's kind, not wild. It's kind of comforting to see that all the top games aren't, you know, Warframe, Dota, nothing against them, but just, you know, Lost Ark, like free to play, freemium, spend money forever stuff. Like we have these games that are traditional single purchase games that are just still played in large numbers. Well, if any of you worried that Counter Strike or Dota 2 were in trouble at all, don't worry. <laughs> They continue to dominate the charts by like triple numbers. So, by the way, we were talking about like gaslighting and stuff. I, I think it's kind of a sus that the two top two games in the most played are both Valve games. Yeah. Well, they're also a hundred percent buy-in on Steam. Yeah. You know, like you are you are going to be on Steam's ecosystem playing in their world. I know. If you're I'm, playing that game, yeah. Tinfoil hatting. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> no, I know where, where the tinfoil's coming from. Yeah. I'm tinfoil hatting. I understand hatting. why you folded it into a hat, and I get you. Hey, the sixth most played game in May. Uh, I'm just looking at back months. The May's game sixth most popular was a uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. You may have heard me talk about that too much here what, what, what huh yeah. Aren't the uh, tie-in to the what's the space game right <laughs> that's the one it's tied yeah. into that space games name that you can't think of <laughs> yep yep that one Homeworld. Uh, home oh they home do world? top dlcs <laughs> house house flipper pets was number one for months oh my god wow <laughs> nice this is great this is cool i like that they share this data i think data is great it's fun to watch oh, top dlc is an interesting thing we never look at no i know and they didn't used in to show July, it. The top DLC was Rift Breaker, Metal Terror. Yeah, see? Because you're Rift Breaking and you, you need some metal and terror in it. <laughs> I didn't know they even had a DLC. I didn't either. Somebody sent me a code for that. I'm like, yeah, nice. Eight months too late. What are you guys doing? I'm still grateful for it. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to go pee. When we come back, uh, we got some an, an interesting Dear Martha today. It's not quite what you guys expect. Okay, so I want you to, to think about what I might mean by that and uh, sit back and relax. If you're in the chat, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. We're not going anywhere. Uh, and uh, Bo will pee. I'll pee. No one will poo. Um, <laughs> well, hey, wait, but maybe. But if Bo poos, he will also come <laughs> back freshly showered. That's right. Oh, that's great. Uh, we can know I, that. I regret, I regret telling you. Now guys. we'll know it every time. <laughs> we'll know it every time. That's fantastic. All right. Anyway, so we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. See you in a second. 
And we've returned, everybody. We've returned. But we at least have to answer the question. Are you, are you, uh, did you shower? Or? No, no, I didn't poop. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's no, there's no poop. All right. No poop. Uh, it's good news. Hey, everybody, you know how I promised us earlier? Well, now we're coming through. It's time for Dear Martha. Uh, yes, that's right. Dear Martha, a chance for John to do old reviews from old stuff, although today's a little bit different. John, you want to explain how this works today and then we'll do it? Yeah. So in the past recently, I've been doing uh, fun letters for, to uh, old video game magazines. And today when I was looking through, uh, or not today, but I was looking through this week's issue and I didn't really find any letters that stuck out as particularly funny or entertaining for a dear Martha. Instead, I was just like, man, this whole issue is just full of weird stuff that either has aged strangely or aged poorly. Mm. So we're trying something different today. Uh, if you like it, let me know. If you hate it, that's great news because this is more work for me. So uh, I actually would probably prefer that you hate it because then I don't have to put in a bunch of effort and I can half-ass it going forward. But sure. we're going to review the entire magazine. Oh, my gosh. I'm All very right. confused about how to best support you here. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to learn. I don't know. We're going to learn. Either with a compliment or a lack of work. Oh, geez, Either way, I win. That cover. Oh, my. So I put up the issue, uh, issue Game Pro issue 91. Uh, which is looking, you know, pretty gnarly. This is the most 90s ass thing I've seen in weeks. And I'm excited to hear what you're going to do here. So uh, with this image in place, uh, take it away, John. Oh, wait, I have to play music. My dearest Martha, as you know, I am writing to you from the past, having been sent there from modern times via unrevealed means. With all that lore in mind, there is very little for me to do besides read current, or old-for-you, issues of gaming magazines. So today, I offer my review of GamePro issue 91, from April 1996. Martha, this issue is busy. The cover game is Resident Evil for the PlayStation, but you wouldn't know it looking at the cover, because it is just so busy. I guess it is to be expected. People at this time are into neon pretty much everything, so eyesight is clearly not a high priority for them. Inside, there is a lot of interesting things to find. I guess Nintendo had only recently revealed the Nintendo 64's name because every letter still calls it the Ultra 64. That's right, they actually changed Ultra 64 to Nintendo 64 and called it a day. The magazine also posed the question to readers on how much they would spend on a single video game, as it was expected that Ultra 64 games could run $100. Clearly, we still don't know the answer to that, and these poor people have no idea what their funny answer of how about free is going to bring about. <laughs> there is a fun little bit in there where the magazine talks about Microsoft trying to get games on its new operating system, Windows 95. And the games they discussed for it was a port of Gex, close combat, and an unnamed underwater action game, which has aged about as well as their cutting-edge section where they dedicated an entire page to network computers being the future of video gaming. <laughs> it's like hitting a bullseye on a target you weren't aiming for. They also dedicated four pages to April Fool's Day jokes, and considering you typically got the issue the month before the printed month, 
I want you to just imagine how much worse April Fool's Day was when it was multiple days the month prior from all of your magazines instead of just the entire internet. <laughs> of course, the magazine also featured all the typical things, reviews, previews, codes, and the like. Most of it has all held up fine. And so in closing, I offer my favorite advertisement from the magazine. It's an ad for Street Fighter Alpha that shows the ruins of a house, and the only text reads, Just a reminder, you can now play Street Fighter Alpha in the comfort of your own home. And I'm not sure if it's implying that the game will destroy your house, or that people who don't visit the arcade lived in bombed-out ruins. But whatever the point, it's a damn strange ad. Until next time, Martha, I am forever yours in the past, present, and the future. S. Beckett, 90. <laughs> Sam Beckett. I just got the reference. Yeah. Yeah, nicely. Quantum Leap reference. Yeah, nicely done. Um, we oh, talk. was it? Yeah, I thought Sam. it was a Sam Beckett the playwright reference. Waiting oh. for Godot. Oh, I didn't Godot. think of that either. There's a Sam Beckett from both those things. I'm a theater nerd. Of um, course it was Quantum Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. I really like that. I think that's great. And also, I like your, I've always liked your writing. And any chance to hear John write more is always good for me. I agree with the chat room when they say that might be a keeper format. I really liked oh, it. That's nice. Yeah. So now do more work. Do more work. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> Put yeah. in more work to the show. Yeah, yeah that, that ad is something. Was that ad the inspiration for doing this? Because I get it. You really uh, see, so weird. The reason I started looking up old video game magazines was because I just wanted to see how bad the ads were back then. Yeah. And that started it. And then I read the letters and yeah. I was like, this could be the new Dear Martha. And I started they, doing They that. went on their Getty Images account, found a bombed out house and went, Street Fighter, you can play it. Yep. <laughs> how, do, how, do we, <laughs> yeah. how do we make an ad in two minutes? The publisher wants it yesterday. Uh, we didn't make anything. Okay, here's this clip art. Yep. And this freaking Chris Redfield on the front has given me seizures. <laughs> so bad. It's Look at so his arms, bad. though. I think he's got Arnold arms. Something's going on here. Strategy bonus blowout. I mean, is that really a dude? Is that like a, is that a amalgamation of other images? Like, I don't know what to make of that. I, I mean, he kind of looks like the guy from the opening video, kind of, but like superimposed. Yeah. Maybe they had AI images before anyone else. Yep, game pro. It kind of looks like an AI drew it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Uh, all right. Well, that was amazing. Well done. Now this. New games that we played this week. Great. I changed up what the music What game was that? That sounded almost like Bubble Bobble. I think it's from... Wait, i got to remind myself. I can't remember where I pulled it. I took it right off video game video. <laughs> I can't remember where I got it. Oh, oh, it's when you die in, um, you know, Mario Brothers before it was Super Mario Brothers. But it was just the two on the single screen bumping crabs yeah. at their heads. When Mario yeah, would die. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario bumping crabs. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's when Mario dies. He has a little ditty that happens. Man, that makes you feel good about dying. I know. It's way better that, than. Um, that no should way. be the new Jeopardy music. Yeah, it's not bad. When they're the final Jeopardy. When, when they're, they're guessing, they're all looking down writing. I would pay for that version of Jeopardy. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't pay for Jeopardy. It's fine. It's free. Um, <laughs> it's free. Why are we paying for it? Yeah, why are we paying for Jeopardy? All right, let's talk about these games we played this week. I played a lot of Cyberpunk 2077, kind of whenever I could. I was playing it. 
Um, nice. I played it on everything because of cross save, not everything, but I played it on a Series X. I would hop over to a on Steam Deck. Everything. Steam Deck was great at night because I was like, I'm in bed, I'm tired, but I want to play. So I would play there, hook some headphones up, super immersive, loved it. Uh, would immediately hop off there and then the cloud saves would work and I would play it on my PC later and then back to my my uh, my Series X and so on. Here's the problem though. When that, um, w- there was a Windows 11 patch this week that fixed a vulnerability that was kind of a big deal. So everybody was encouraged to patch right away if you have Windows 11. Oh. I don't know if you did. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. I'm still on 10. I'm still, I'm waiting for those things to get ironed out before I make the switch. You're fine staying there for now. Um, yeah. There's nothing about 11 that really needs you to rush over there. But anyway, yeah. it. Uh, I downloaded that. And then from then forward, and we talked about this off air, but I couldn't get Cyberpunk to launch on my PC at all. Just would crash Ooh. as soon as I launched it. Or sometimes I would get to the menu and then it would crash. Just immediate crashes constantly over and over and over. I hate that this works, but someone said... Yeah, I heard there were problems since this this uh, vulnerability fix. So maybe uh, try what I did, and it worked. Uh, you you run Steam in administrator mode, right click and run as administrator, and it worked. It was fine. No problems after that. So freaking Cyberpunk. I thought for a minute there, I was like, "Damn it, game! You're supposed to be all good now. I can play you on a Steam Deck. This makes no sense." And then it turns out it was some Windows. Oh, thing, don't so. worry, Scott. We'll be taking it to task short shortly yeah john's had a john had a much harder time <laughs> with the yeah. game not a ton to add except i'm loving it i'm having a great time we're yet we're yet um in uh you know we're nakamura nakamura you and the you and the the japanese Wakako? is it <laughs> i don't want well, to there's, say there's w- wakako's the the woman the fixer in um What's the new Tokyo or something like that? Or what's that oh, part right. of called? Um, I forgot the name. But the guy yeah, the guy who was there, the or the bodyguard. Takamura. I think it's Takamura. Takamura, that's it. He and I just did the the crazy um uh, float thing at the parade. Oh, you did the parade. The parade's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool. It's yeah, awesome. It's really well done. I love yeah. that whole setup. The whole sequence is really amazing. Um I will say that I it may sound to some like, wow, you finally got there. What's taking you so long? I did end up doing a ton of side stuff. And I'm really... No, you, you got to. It's like Skyrim. You can beat the game in a really quick time if you just do the MSQ. Yeah. Like you want to. And wanna. I was worried that the side stuff wasn't going to be whatever, but it's great. I've had some really fun side quests. Really great stuff. What was, what was your favorite one? Name one. Oh, so I, far? I want to hear it. I've been... Yeah, I, was, I haven't played it in so long. I'm like living vicariously through you guys in your first experience. Um, oh, I know what one I really like. It's one that kind of comes and goes. And so there's like seven parts to it. But where you got to track down all of the automated car uh, uh, cars that have gone crazy. The, the, the oh, AIs, right. The Delamain. Yeah. The Delamain yeah. AIs that, that lose their minds and you got to go track them down. I, I'm finding that I'm not even done. I think I've got five of the seven or something. But I love that whole thing. Love it. That stuff is great. I like all the side quests so far. I haven't had any that were like bummers. I don't feel like they're repetitive either. I feel like I'm doing stuff that's different every time. Um, that game is, that's a freaking good game, man. It's great. Uh, so I played a ton of it and we'll talk more when we get to John because he had a bigger, harder journey than I did. Okay, so we're not going to do the consolidation. We're going to get 
give John a yeah, full Yeah, it's tied stage. directly into all my stuff, so okay. I, all I, right. I'll have yeah. to talk about it. I, I'm interested in hearing where you're at, too, in the game. So yeah, I, yeah. we'll yeah, definitely do that. But I'm not ask you. I'm still no, in. We'll get, to it. we'll get to it. Mine's a journey. I'm still in. I'm oh, still okay. loving it. I'm still. Oh, yeah. People in the chat and others have mentioned there's a Fury Road Easter egg that I do not know where that I haven't I haven't sought it out. So there's a whole Fury Road section of the game. So I oh, don't. is there? <laughs> I thought there well, was some. Yeah, there's the ba- like the outskirts of Night City is the Badlands. Oh, so right, right, right. But I guess there's something yeah. very specific to Fury Road that's in this, and I just don't know what yeah, it is. Maybe I don't remember. Um, question for you: What yeah. build are you? Oh, I'm kind of a. I'm not doing a guide. I'm just sort of doing what feels good. Sure. Man. So, what are you favoring? Favoring hacking and quick hacks. Um, favoring acrobatics and physical stuff. My experience with the stealth in the game has been okay stealth is okay but the but it's not it's not the most involved set of mechanics stealthing in that game i find that if i'm if i'm up against a dozen characters it's actually just better for me to go in there and blow their heads off and just rip through that place so i like a lot of quick hacks that affect environment stuff like um making it faster for me to blow up some computer or distract enemies so i can get them all bundled up in a place where i can throw a grenade and take them all out or whatever so it's kind of like, uh, I'm, it's weird because I'm picking some stealthy-like abilities, but I'm combining them with more action-based shootery gameplay. And I'm having a really good time with it, but I'm not following any kind of build or anything. Just no, no, of, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I don't. I didn't mean to say what's the build, just, you know, what. Because right. you can build the characters pretty differently. So I'm just curious. Yeah, and I, I like, only ever really played net, like pure Netrunner. Was there a... Um, that's a very boring way to play. It does fit the fantasy. <laughs> right, right. But wasn't there, isn't there a way to, there is a way to buy back all your points and refit, I think. Um, I, I haven't think done so. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you, I think there's a way to do that. Yeah. Like a site, a ripper dock or something like that. Yeah. I did have a funny experience with my daughter. Did I tell you guys about this? How she walked in and there was like a naked lady on the screen and it was just because I was trying to show her the, the trans <laughs> yeah. mom. I think yeah, I, I think did tell you, you did that. mention it, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes the because cl- there's pop in. I feel even when you go to the equip screen, sometimes where's the clothes? Pop, well, pop, oh, there in this <laughs> in this place in this cl- case, all you have to do is say to one of the Ripper docs, "Hey, I want to change my appearance," and you're just naked. You just that's it. You're just naked, yeah. and it's time to pick genitals again. You know, like you're just going for it. Yeah. Well, you're just a slab of meat in, in this world. That's know? true. No sentimentality to it. Yep. And she goes, "Oh, she's fully naked." I go, "Yeah, yeah." I go, "I can put a wiener on her if that helps." And she's like, "No, please don't do it." And she walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate uh, that you can do that, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's I like great. it too. It's fine. It fits the world, and you know, whatever. I'm. I, the 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 game weirdly in my case the game drove me to watch the anime which drove me to the game which drove me to have dreams about it all week like it's been cyberpunk all the time for me it's just nice, been great nice, nice. i love it i'm completely into it right now so i just wish there was a stable sorry i know i always bring vr up into it but it's totally fine isn't there, i really wish there was a stable or high reserve vr version of it because they really put a lot of emphasis on that game being first player like yeah. through all the cutscenes and everything. So yeah. it's, it's just made for VR. I just wish, yeah. I wish it wasn't a mod. I wish the devs would, you know, make up version. Maybe they will. I keep seeing these sales numbers and it's like, <laughs> Oh, we got a second life going on here. Maybe this thing gets its, I mean, they, they have that expansion coming, but maybe they do more. I mean, there's, money I mean, is anyone like, I went through my followers list recently. I was kind of shocked at some of the people that follow me. I assume they it's from here because they're developers at places. And I'm yeah. like, 
that happens. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, yeah. don't listen to me. Um, if anyone from CD project red is listening, like I wouldn't mind an inside track to know what the temperature is for VR there. Just like a DX. Give me a hint. I won't talk about it on the show. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah. would be my number one wish list for a VR, like a fully competent VR mod would be this game. For it me. seems like a perfect place for it. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I'm going to keep at it. It's great. Um, John was right last week. Uh, Metal Hellsinger is rad. It is. If you have Game Pass, you have no excuse. If you don't have Game Pass, I still think you should buy it. It's it's really cool. I played that on PC, Steam Deck, and Xbox uh, just to kind of see how all three went. And I actually prefer controller with that game. Um, you can do it fine with a you know mouse, keyboard, all that stuff's fine. But I prefer I don't know something about a rhythm game just fits in a controller for me. And the fact that it's a shooter doesn't bother me. So anyway, it's really rad. Um, I was going to say something about it. I forgot. Uh, what was it? Oh, if it, don't, if it has any weakness at all, it's that, um, as you heard in the intro of today's show, this thing. Hell of a night for a story. I love these interstitial bits where the little skull guy's telling you the story. Yeah. But their music voice balance is so off, you can barely hear what the crap he's saying 90% of the time. And it drives yeah, me it's a little. it's a little off. I didn't. It's intense. Yeah. They, they go a little intense with it. I guess makes sense in a music game, but yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's really good. The shotgun's my favorite. I really love it. Um, even yeah, though it does. The shotgun's the- cool, especially when you get the reload on the beat yeah. and it just, it just sounds and feels cool because yeah. it's like the shoot pump reload. It, like it's just, it all feels so good. It's really like, cool. They really nail it. I love the, the look of the art for the cutscenes, Like, it's not like it's super high budget or anything, but I like the style of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really unique, cool looking main character to be playing as. Yeah, like, she's awesome. Just neat. I have she's, a question for you guys. I want a whole story with her. Like she reminds me, you know, what she reminds me of is um, the Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver guy. Raziel. Yeah, a little bit of rot, like a modern take on that, but a female. Yeah. But oh, there's something about it. I would love like a whole third person story mode out of that that lady anyway yes Bo. sorry i cut you off no no i just had a question um is it the same song per level or do they mix it up oh it's all like, mixed there's different songs all throughout so if you play yeah. level one you might get a different song and oh and i don't know about the, that um i don't know about that actually i just i oh, guess once i it might be the it, same series of songs through a level or i'm just curious about right it. i should yeah. probably buy it and try it but yeah i didn't get you you don't have Game Pass right now, right, Bo? You, it, no, you're, you're lapsed. So it's on Game Pass. It is, uh, the, uh, but it's you know it's on Steam and stuff too. But when I played it, um, I, I guess what I've played so far the campaign, I haven't gone through those levels t- more than once, so I don't know if that's the case with the oh, music. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, um, I just uh, <laughs> I'm just curious about the uh, the music. But I mean, I should just try it. Then I would answer my question. My favorite, my famous, or my famous, my favorite little light touches when you're in any level, there's braziers everywhere that are on fire, like you would in a very gothic sort of hellscape. But instead of just burning, they're they're poof burning to the beat. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. like, going, mm-hmm. it looks cool. It looks very cool. It's a rad, and game. it's unapologetically like borrowing from Doom. Like, oh, hundred percent. It feels so much like Doom. Yeah, in some ways it feels like 2016 Doom modded for rhythm. Yeah, and I and I say that as a, as a good thing. Like that's that's what I want. 
because Doom's 2016 is freaking so good. And I'm not, I don't want to pee on Eternal, but Eternal didn't do it for me the way 2016's game did. And this feels more like that. It's really cool. The music's great. Um, I like that you have to get to a certain crescendo of combos before the voice, before the guy sings. So you're always trying to get, you know, the heavy metal singer to get to his part. Um, it's not really that big of a deal, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's just a rad game. John was 100% right about it. It's very good. Uh, Dark Side Detective. I don't know if you guys have heard of this series before, but it... No. Um, is it Darth Vader solving crime? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is some crime solving, but no Darth Vader. This is Ted Lasso. Just kidding. It's not Ted Lasso. Yes. Dark Side Detective is a series. Couple of, well, I think it's just two of them, but it's a series of point-and-click adventure games in a very pixelated style <laughs> that... Uh, I got on sale a while back and forgot I had, and they, the all time reviews have it at, like overwhelmingly positive and everyone always told me this is awesome. You should play it. Um, they just really get down the humor and the fun of those old games, but it's, you know, some small developer who did these anyway. Uh, so I grabbed or So I finally installed it, played it on my PC and my steam deck alternately, and it is Exactly that. It's a really fun throwback to those games. We're going to talk about a modern iteration of those soon with John. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, challenging and fun, and I love the art style, and I'm going to recommend it. I'm only two missions in, but I found some of the second missions so hard that it took me forever to beat it. <laughs> uh, when I finally did, it was a really great feeling because I, I just had to logic my way through it. Um, but uh, Dark Side Detective is legitimately good. If you are, if you like any of those old point and click games, this is such a great homage to that, and has its own personality. And it's just a wonderful little game. So now, is this more in the vein of King's Quest, or is this more in the vein of Lucas Arts? Like, are you dying, or is it you know fairly safe to run around and do whatever you want and just explore? More like that. Um, it's more like progression blocking so if you you need to figure out this particular puzzle or else you're not going to be able to get into that room and then keep the story moving it's it's more like that i've yet well i should say as far as i know because i've yet to have any real danger or die um so it's mostly just like the story and wanting to get to the next bit and feeling good about yourself for solving it and moving on to the next bit like it's more that structure and it really worked for me um in a way i wasn't expecting and i had a lot of fun with this this really helped me sort of escape um, some kind of rough stuff <laughs> that was going on this week. And, and, and this game was responsible for a bunch of that. So highly recommend it. It's always really cheap. Uh, I think it's 1299. Normally it goes on sale quite a bit and uh dark side for detective. Art, it looks pretty well done like artistically. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's chunky pixels, but I kind of, I love that. I'm a big fan. Yeah, of but it. I'm just, I look at the color and what they're doing with it and it seems like well done. Yeah, and I agree. It's pretty. Totally agree. Uh, the follow-up is called The Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark, and I've not gotten to that yet. Um, you can buy the whole thing as a bundle for like 17 bucks, and you're in. It's a wonderful game, so highly recommend it. On Steam, I it. and I think awesome. consoles, yeah. too. I think it's on consoles, because you can play with a controller if you need to. Anyway. You play this, I bet, on the Logitech. You could, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing it on the Steam deck which sounds like it rhymes with logic deck tech logic deck what, what, did you say what the was logic called deck. the logic deck yeah <laughs> they didn't call it the logic deck then they no, should have 
what's it called? It's called the G G Monkey G G Cloud. Yeah, they're leaning into cloud. That's what that's about. I, I do want to get my hands on one, but I don't think it's going to happen at three ninety nine. <laughs> I knew it. They're too much. <laughs> the price is too high. I'm not paying that. If they want to send me one to Evalid, and I am on their like test uh, thing, but I don't know if they're going to send me one. Probably not. Uh, all right. Finally, just a quick note because I didn't get too much time in it, but I got uh, a code for Electrician Simulator. Oh, I have a theme for this now. Hold on. Uh, here it is. What does he know about having fun? Work, work, work. That's right. It's time for my chore core pick of the week. A game that makes you work. Um, Electrician Simulator is exactly what you think it is. You get jobs. Imagine House Flipper, John, from a structural standpoint. You get emails. They say, hey, my lights are flickering. I don't know what's going on in the kitchen. Plus, there's a breaker that keeps popping out. What do I do? You go down there. You get the parts. You fix all the shit. You try not to electrocute yourself. You get money. You go back. You advance your your home base. uh, all that stuff. You can also take orders that get mailed to you and you work at a workbench to fix them. So I got a small uh, wireless controller that looked like, you know, some basic controller. You have to unscrew it, clean the contacts, find out where the problem is. Oh, I see where it is. Get a replacement part, reassemble it, make sure it works, test it, send it back, get money, move on to the next one. Um, graphics are really good. And it nails what I like about Chorecore. It seems great. I'm only. Does it have a hardcore death mode? I only ask because <laughs> an electrician's actually kind of a dangerous job. <laughs> you know, I mean, my dad has an electrician's license, and he he knows them, and some of them have really hurt themselves. You know, and not sure. switching off power current. To, so, is there any element of that where you stick your hand in a wire? And you, well, you'd be you'd like this because the game starts with a tutorial that you have to do in VR. And I don't mean in a VR headset. I mean, in the world, like, there's a VR yeah. headset and you have to pick it up <laughs> okay. and you have to put it on your VR fake head. And then, inside VR. and then, and I got electrocuted in there cause I didn't know what I was doing, but then I eventually figured it out. Um, and it was fine since then you just go to the houses and do the work, but, uh, it just looks really nice. It's a, it's a, I would, is it video gamey or is it seem pretty one-to-one with how, um, electrician well, stuff so works. far it's video gamey in that i'm i don't feel like i need to know all the rules about polarity and amperage and all that i mean that may change down the road i'm only that's why i mean i barely touched it like 45 minutes in but maybe down the road i need to be a smarter electrical engineer type <laughs> brain but right now it's just like oh these wires are frayed pull them out re- rerun them okay good we're in it's all very mechanic yeah see this one review which is positive says like some ideas to prove it would be amp ratings wire sizes and ability to overload breakers i'll see f off i don't want to bonus points for fire hazards for overloading wires fire hazards maybe you put simulator on your in the title and people expect you know simulation right and that'll vary depending on how well you're familiar with the subject that's a fair point i would say this is closer to house flipper and less close to pc builder simulator which is a very or flight simulator which is like you know flying i take it right so very much so and even that game has like a fun it's fun arcade mode you know so it's like I find it more fun when they're just like sur- more a little more surfacey, but um, the loop is really good. It just feels good. There's a lot of variety so far in what I've seen. It's not a lot of repetitive tasks, and um, the engine's beautiful. 
So I'm going to recommend I just it. like some of what I was seeing in the trailer because some of it's like, oh, it looks like electrician work. And some of it's like installing a TV for someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a grandson to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, that's actually a good job. Don't get your grandson. Pay me $200 to come and install your TV. That's great. That's good money. That's right. That's right. Um, I got to take apart what looks like a PlayStation or yeah, PlayStation 4 controller, but it's not branded as such, but it definitely is one. And that was fun because huh. one of the buttons was effed and I had to replace it and send it back to the guy. And he was thrilled. He paid me $300 for that. Jesus. Well, you should have just bought a new controller. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was amazing. like, wow, this is stupid. He could have bought a few. He could have bought uh, maybe even three controllers for that kind of money. Yeah. It's a really wonderful world. It's really cool. It's a, uh, I like, you know, if you listen to the show for very long, you know, I love these kind of games and this is definitely one of those. So huge thanks for that uh, key from the folks over at take it studio. Um, I also got a copy. I haven't, I haven't installed it yet, but I got a food truck simulator from the people that brought oh. us the people that brought us garage. No, 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 gas station simulator. Those people, they made a food truck simulator and I haven't started it yet, but I'm excited. Sounds great. Yeah. By the way, this uh, take or this no, the same publisher, I guess, Gaming Factory has food truck arena. What? Food yeah, it looks arena. like a twisted metal game, but it's all food trucks and vegetables. <laughs> oh, look at that! Yeah, we were we were we were complaining. Why isn't this a genre that people are making games for? Look, now food truck is. arena. Now it is. It was released in 2021. It's been here the whole time. Oh my it's gosh! It's on Switch too. Oh my gosh! All right. Oh, these guys published. I don't. They didn't. Maybe they didn't make it. But they also no. Published. I don't think it's the same devs. It's uh, I think it's the publishing. Oh, okay. Uh, they also the did Bakery publishing. Simulator, which I also played uh, earlier this year. Anyway. Chorecore, that's a good game. Uh, moving on to John. So, John, Cyberpunk Hi. was less um, kind to you, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, so there was a whole adventure that happened, and we talked a little bit last week, and I mentioned I was having a technical issue with Cyberpunk 2077 launching through Steam. And the thing, like, normally you just let it go. Like, I had this same issue with uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster on Steam, and I just said, ah, it's probably a Windows 11 thing and just wrote it off and said, that's it. But the thing that kept bugging me was that Scott got it to work. He played the game mm-hmm. and I couldn't, mm. which said there's something wrong on my end and I need to fix this. Mm. And so I fell down a rabbit hole of trying to get Cyberpunk to play on Steam. Mm. And I did everything like go go ahead and google the issue there are like pages and pages of solutions and i did it i verified the integrity of the files i did what scott did i ran steam in administrator mode i ran cyberpunk in administrator mode i ran cyberpunk in compatibility mode i reinstalled the game three times i uh reinstalled (laughs) steam uh altogether you you told me about that wasn't this also involving Wait, I don't want to spoil the punch. Well, hold on. No, we'll get there. You just wait. Okay, we'll get right, to it. Right. <laughs> um, I reinstalled all of Steam. Uh, no, oh I couldn't get it to work. I did so much. I disabled antivirus software. I downloaded a program to help clean up the the my computer to see if there were any like junk oh, files no. in there Norton, you put issues. norton on your computer no rip. it wasn't norton it was okay that, it <laughs> oh, but like i went down a list of things and i tried so many things to get it to work and i could not get it to work and i thought well it's on sale right now 
what happens if I buy it on Epic and I try to play it there? Oh, is, this no. a, is this a Steam only issue? So I bought it on Epic. <laughs> wow. I tried to play it on Epic. And it would same issue on Epic. It would look like it was going to load the game and then it would just automatically close like no error screen, no issue. It just it would start to initialize and then it just go back to play. Nothing would pop up. Nothing would happen. It's only now it's and personal, was, right? Because I was like two places. And it yeah, well, work? now I'm yeah. too far invested. Well, so I returned it yeah. on Epic. Yeah, I it was only twenty nine bucks right now, right? Epic. Isn't on yeah. sale everywhere, I think. Yeah. That's, oh, that's the other so, thing. People are like, why is it going up the chart so fast? Because it, it's half off it's right now also everywhere. On sale, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, and also because apparently I bought it a hundred times. Uh, so <laughs> there are other mean, people like you buying it on four platforms. I was tempted to buy it on Steam, even though I own it on GOG. So, like, yeah. So that was next step. I went to GOG. I bought it on GOG. It's also on sale <laughs> there. So I bought it there too. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? installed no problem played no problem no issue whatsoever through on gog, GOG? yep really it's the only way i could get that game to launch now let me just say i've skipped to the happy ending there was one other thing i tried i always try to skip to the happy ending but go ahead yeah yeah everybody prefers you know what I'm it because let me tell you it's a lot better than this step i got desperate Oh no! I needed to know what was causing this. So issue. now you've got a work. I, I, let me just make sure I have this right. You now have a working copy. No, I, no, no. This was before. This okay. Was before. I, step. Bought, I bought I, it I, on GOG first. I skipped it because I wanted to. Oh. I wanted to get to this. Okay. I formatted my computer. <laughs> oh, I, when you told I me this, did I felt a so bad. Fresh install of the computer. Uh, bye bye weekend. Completely. Yeah. So, Backed up the important files, missed a couple. Backed yeah. up the important files and <laughs> and reformatted that sucker and started fresh. Um, and that's what I did. And even then, fresh install, basically nothing on my computer except Windows 11, Steam, and Cyberpunk. Damn the worst part about a reformat, yeah. not only is it losing those files you talked about, but there's always a driver or two that's discontinued, but you don't realize it so that when you go to set things back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I like everything's a little I into that too. Yeah. Thanks, Elgato. I'm so glad you disabled a real easy way to stream off of two PCs. Uh, anyway, so Oops. here's the here's I finally got there through GOG. I finally got there and I started playing Cyberpunk 2077. I'm happy to report that while I don't know if it's worth the journey I took, <laughs> it yeah. works really good. The game plays very great now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can even get through, used to not be able to get through the Welcome to Night City uh, part of the game that they put in, which I don't know why they put that at the beginning of the game. I get what they were trying to show and do, but man, that scene was a system killer like cutting between different parts of the city, multiple characters, different action sequences so fast like they do. Oh, that the part, used to yeah. that used to destroy my PC at the beginning and mm-hmm. I went through it no problem. In fact, the only issue I had in the entire video and I was looking, I was like laser focused on it. I'm like this is usually where everything breaks. Mm. Uh the only issue I had in the entire thing is there was a part where Jackie was looking at a magazine and the magazine loaded in after everything had already been like animating. Like it actually loaded the scene faster than the magazine for some reason. Oh. So he's like, ooh. <laughs> and there's nothing in his hand for a second and then a magazine just mysteriously appears. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? For a scene that used to break my computer, this is uh this is a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Um 
Yeah. Works works great. I, I'm having fun. I'm not very far because most of my time was spent fixing my computer uh, after I destroyed it trying to get the game to run. So I'm, you know, I'm basically through the intro and tutorial and now into the game proper. Mm. Um, I haven't even gone to uh, Arasaka Tower or done any of that stuff yet. So uh, I'm still fairly fresh in it, but the anime did like kindle a fire and a passion for this world for me. So, um, you know, I think when we first talked about cyberpunk way back in the day, when it came out, one of my main criticisms was they seem to be trying to sell night city and I'm not particularly interested or invested in the city. The anime has helped with that. And that's one of the biggest hurdles I think for mm-hmm. the game. I agree. So, yeah. That's a good, I that's a good that's, take. Yeah. That has helped a lot. Um, and so I'm I'm going to stick with it. Like I'm real split on my focus and time right now. And uh, it's the game that I want to play the most at the moment. Uh, but my story of cyberpunk journey ties into the second thing I've spent a lot of time playing. So uh, remember in the story I just told, yeah. I said I might have missed a couple of important files to back up. <laughs> oh, no. no. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, it turns out that uh, you know how I was playing through all of the Final Fantasies and streaming it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was nearly done with Final Fantasy IX. I'd nearly knocked out nine of these suckers, and uh, I didn't back up my save file. <laughs> no cloud save? I no cloud save? It does have cloud save, and that's what irked me the most, because I was like, all right, well, it's fine that I, did, I backed up the wrong file. I can get the cloud save. I loaded it up, and it goes, no, no cloud save detected. It has it. It backs it up constantly. I always see it, but nope, didn't have it weird so uh, i got screwed i lost my save it's gone and uh so yeah, maybe because you mentioned one of your steps was moving around your steam installs maybe that it might have that might have been what been did it. it but yeah. yeah it's not there and That's so kicking the nuts because you feel like you got to finish it for the stream and the vod it's not like you know you don't want to ba- final fantasies like it's your mission it's your goal. Oh, and that's the other thing is like, so when I loaded up cyberpunk on GOG, yes. I had my save file from <laughs> the last time I played cyberpunk yeah. on steam yeah. way, way back when it first came out. And I was like, why is it? I can buy this game in a different store after formatting my computer. And there's my save file from the last time I played this game. But this stupid Final Fantasy save that I tried to back up because I didn't want to be in this boat didn't save. Yeah. But I am not going to be defeated. I'm not going to throw in the towel. Doesn't matter that I was nearly done with Final Fantasy IX. I have resolved. The, the streaming it is on hold uh, until probably next week. I am replaying through the entire game. Wow. And getting back to where I was... And then I'm going to start the stream. Oh, chat room's uh, giving you suggestions that you might be able to look at older cloud save states. Really? Um, I thought I got in there and it just said there was nothing, but I can certainly dig deeper into it. And let's see. get some tech support for John. I feel honestly, I just... though, at this point, I am so close to where I was. Oh, it's, it's not late. saving me that much. <laughs> it's time. too late. Oh. Um, oh, so I am playing. Started. So yeah. the Steam version of Final Fantasy IX does have a fast forward mode. You can, I can obviously skip the cutscenes, and I'm going through with a guide that's basically like, here's where items are, 
here's here's the quickest way through the game so i'm it's not like i'm sitting down and reading every line of text over again i'm going through a speed run um and it, it's fine i'm having fun with it it turns out it's a good final fantasy i like it but yeah, it's it's, it's just I've eating into your cyberpunk of, time. Yeah, I've been yeah, playing a yeah. lot of Final Fantasy IX that I have already played. Uh, as, <laughs> as it turns well, out, you, you turn it into a good story. There's a lot of uh, I have a lot of empathy pains, <laughs> even when you were writing about it on Discord. I was like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I know, dude. Intense. I hate it so much. It's it like wrecks. everything's breaking. I can't make sense of it all. It's a reformat time. Oh, it is. And there's always something like those saves, but. It's not always just saves, but there's always something you think you've thought of everything you had to back up. Always something gets missed. Always. Yeah, the, there were two big ones that are going to be major time killers. There's actually kind of three. It was actually a lot harder to get the stream back up and running than I thought it was. Um, mostly, again, I alluded to it. Elgato changed the way some of its software works, so I had to go get an old version of a file to get it to work the way it used to because it worked better that way. Mm. But... um the other thing I lost was for Final Fantasy XIV, I backed up my system settings, but it turns out your character settings also need to be backed up, and that happens in a different place. So all my hotkeys and hotbars and UI customization has been lost and is going to have to be redone, Ugh. and that's going to be a pain in the butt, too. Uh... Um, the only bright side to that one is that it was something I wanted to do anyway. Now I've just forced myself into it, but uh, yeah. it's definitely letting a little problem turn into a major problem is what happened. I, I feel like it was... My life this weekend was basically that episode of Breaking Bad fly. <laughs> you know what people hate that episode not me though i like it that's good people that hate that episode are crazy because i don't know like to me that episode is so relatable we have all been there yeah i feel like like that was me that was literally me this weekend Mm -hmm. and uh it's the most relatable episode of breaking bad i think it's a show that's incredibly unrealistic in a lot of ways and not in my headspace most of the time but that one episode stands out as like yep i can relate to this one yeah wow uh it was it was a journey but amidst all of this i purchased i played and i completed a different video game oh didn't have any technical issues whatsoever very nice um so the i I spent a lot of time yeah another put another one on the board um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> return to uh, return to monkey island came out this week and i am a huge fan of the monkey island series i have been uh since the first one i played which was uh the third one curse of monkey island um it's just been a series that's really meant a lot to me that i've really enjoyed and this was kind of a big return to form for them ron gilbert who was the original creator and uh, was the creator and head for the first two he dropped off after the first two games. This is his return to the series. So that was kind of big news um, with it. And I am extremely happy to say that this game is phenomenal. Like this is. Ooh, phenomenal. Uh, well, I, I, I let me put one yeah. clarifier on there. If you don't like adventure games, this game isn't going to change your mind. Mm. This, this is an adventure game. It's not stepping outside of the genre. It evolves it in like basically 
ease of use UI control type ways, but like really nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a love letter to the fans and to the series. And it, I heard someone say that it's the um, Spider-Man uh, no way home of monkey Island games. I kind of see that mm. like it kind of is. It kind of was a magical experience because I went in thinking, okay, well, it'll probably be a well-written, you know, um, new version of these games. You know, I played the Tales of Monkey Island, which is the last time they redid something like this. And um, that was a Telltale series a little bit ago. Yeah. And I, I was like, you know, it'll probably be good. Like, that was kind of my expectation. I didn't expect this game to have a ton of heart. Mm. And like actually feel like an impactful, meaningful story. Cause that's just not monkey Island. Like monkey Island's usually kind of goofy and silly and it doesn't really try to hit you on a level much more than just like, yeah, you had some fun. We had some laughs and like, that's about it. Mm-hmm. But this one goes a little further and uh, it had a lot of heart and it was kind of an emotional journey for me. And I, I really had a good time with it. The thing that I, I think I liked the most was there had been this rumor that it was going to, as far as story goes, it was going to consider the first two Monkey Island games canon and kind of pick and choose what to take from the subsequent sequels. Um, turns out that's a rumor. This this game does, and this is a little confusing, but bear with me. Okay. This game does start right where Monkey Island 2 ended. So canonically, but, canonically it's like straight up like sequel to 2. But right. Yes, but (laughs) it does not throw out any of what happened after. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense if you try to figure it out without playing it. But that's all I'm going to say, because people might you know, want to discover it for themselves. But basically, there is a scrapbook option when you open up the game. Um, and you can click it and you get kind of a narrated guide of everything that's happened previously. And it's the entire series. So it's, I think this is like the sixth game or something like that. Yeah. Um, it covers all of them. So it basically right out of the gate is like, yeah, all those games happen. Now it may not reference deeply every single one of those games, but they are all considered a part of this world and a part of this story. And the way it does that, the way it ties into everything is just really well done. Um, And it it just really resonated with me where I am in my life. Uh, To be clear, it's not just a sentimental game. It is also very funny and it has very good puzzles and it's a very good adventure game. All those things apply. Um, I'm kind of focusing on the sentimentality because it was the part I didn't expect from the game. Yeah, I keep hearing so the reviews are crazy. Uh, people love it. Um, let's see. IGN gave it a nine out of 10, which is pretty high. I was surprised. I was surprised at how well this is being received. And it just feels like everyone sees it as a rad love letter. You say it took about 10 hours to beat. You told me off air. Does that sound right? Yeah. I, I spent about 10 hours playing it. That's probably, you know, I would say your mileage may vary. I was playing on, it has a casual mode. It has a hard mode. I played on hard. Um, I did get stuck in a couple places. It has an in-game hint system where if you do get stuck, you can kind of put yourself on the right path. It doesn't 
you can click a book basically you're given a hint guide and you open it and it basically takes a look at you know where you are in the game and gives you a list of things where it's like hey i'm having trouble with this and it doesn't just tell you the answer like pop layer hint is always like let's kind of put you in the right mindset for solving this puzzle then you can go in further and then like okay here's a little more directed hint um so i got stuck on one spot where primarily my issue was um I, there was a thing I could click on that I didn't know I could click on, which is there's actually a button you can press that will highlight and I should have had it on and that would have solved all my problems. Um, but I didn't have it on. So uh, it will help guide you closer and closer. The more hints you ask for, there's no real penalty or anything for doing it. They want you to get through it, but they basically just say, you know, Hey, you're going to ruin your experience. If you just ask this book to solve all the problems for you, but uh, so yeah, you can you can probably get through it in about 10 hours. It might take a little longer. I don't know how different casual mode is. Um, it basically does say there are less puzzles um, and they're less intricate. So it might go a little faster if you go that way. And there is also a built-in, I saw it in the options, director's cut or writer's mm-hmm. cut, I think they call it, where they're basically like, Hey, it's the same game, but it's more wordy is what they describe it as. So clearly someone in there was like, yeah, we got to cut some of this dialogue down, make it a little briefer. But that version of the game is in there as well. Mm. Um, It's really neat. It's fully voiced. They got a lot of the returning cast uh, to come back and do the voices of the roles that they've been doing. Um, Sadly, one unfortunate not return is uh, Earl Bowen as Mm. LeChuck. Um, I, I thought he had died, but then people told me he was not dead. He was just retired. Yeah. He didn't so, want to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, that is missed cause he does a phenomenal, he has a phenomenal voice and a great LeChuck, but, um, yeah, he got, uh, Dominic doing Guybrush and it's just, he's just such a like lovable character like it's just fun to go on an adventure with let me al- let me also guess that all the stink about art style went down about like it did with with uh, wind waker where it's um, amazing and fits perfectly and is totally great that's my guess um i yeah i i the art never really bothered me i mean to me the game the the third game looks the best i really liked that art style i really liked that look But I think for the story they're telling, I actually think this art style is perfect. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there is a lot of the game not telling you how characters are necessarily feeling. uh, More about like, what is your experience as the player playing this game and less about like, we're going to tell you what's happening. And so I think a more toned down, less animated art style lets you kind of project yourself into the game a bit more. I know that seems a little weird, but like by the end, it makes sense. Mm. So I I actually think that it helps the game. I, I like the art style and they do some crazy things with the character models. So I, I think it fits. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Like I'm not going to convince you otherwise, but I'm going to tell you I, it wasn't my favorite. And by the end I was like, yeah, this is great. I love it. Mm. So. Well, I, I grabbed it on your recommendation before we talked today and I can't wait to play it. It looks awesome. And yeah. I'm really glad it's reviewing well. Like there was, a lot of skepticism out there and everybody seems to just love it. Everyone I've talked to has played it, seems to just love it. You included. 
I just don't know why that makes me happy. Sometimes this stuff's hard to nail. It's like, how do you get it right? You know, I guess bringing back everybody who was involved in the original, uh, especially Gilbert is a, is a big part of that, but yeah, it, there's a very, and I don't want to spoil it. There's a very touching thing that they put at the end as a bonus Easter egg. If you beat the game and for that alone, I thought that was really a really cool thing. Like this game has one of my favorite endings of all time. Cause it just leans into the, the history. So, uh, I like it. If you like, uh, monkey Island games, this is a no brainer Buy it. If you like adventure games, don't, uh, you know, I would say you're going to probably find something to enjoy out of it. And if you hate adventure games, don't, don't buy it. Don't go near it. (laughs) It's not going to change your mind. You're not going to be like, man, I never liked adventure games until now. What do you think about if someone hasn't played any of the previous ones? Would you jump in on this one or would you say you really owe it to yourself to play older ones? Because I never played them. So I'm like wondering, you know. It's very story based. I, I like text adventures. Grew up on Space Quest and all that. So, yeah, I think you would still probably get something out of it. They've done a remaster of one and two, um, and I think playing both of those would probably give you the biggest boost. The others probably not as important. But with the scrapbook, um, as long as you start there and just kind of go through to get a feel for like these are the characters, these are their relationships. I think there's still stuff to be gained there. I saw someone on Twitter uh, just popped up in my feed somewhere where they were like, I've never played a Monkey Island game before, and I think this is one of my favorite games of the year. So clearly there's something there. Um, It's hard for me to separate because it was so tied to all the stuff I like, but I think if if you like adventure games, I think it's worth checking out. Nice. Well, you sold me. So good job. You They owe you a percentage or something because i bought nice. it nice it's only 24 Fine. bucks that's the other thing full price is 24 bucks on this thing that's man great. if we even had like a five percent royalty or two percent on all the games we've been vr headsets we've sold right steam decks like oh i know God. dude chore core games alone we're keeping that business afloat <laughs> I, I could afford a 40 40 90 that's right and a, t- and a and a eighty inch screen with six thousand frames per second. <laughs> All the frames. Yeah, you know what I like. Bo, tell us about Omega Strikers. All right, so uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to the show all week uh, because a new esports game has hit with total hotness. So you're showing a highlight reel of my plays. This game mm-hmm. is the new MOBA sensation. It's MOBA Soccer. 3v3 classic right click controls you gotta shoot it's more like pong than soccer it's like super pong so it's almost this throwback of like pong but you have your qwer abilities and the idea is you kick a ball around but you use your abilities to stagger the other team and you basically got characters you're not locked to a role like League of Legends, but you got characters that are strong at being goalie. You got your midfielders and you got your strikers. Uh, these are each individual strikers. players. These are players playing those roles, not. Yeah, not it's a, 3v3. Okay. It's basically, it's like Rocket League. Same energy as Rocket League. Like, okay. you know, Rocket League's, you you like Rocket League, a car is playing soccer. It's so stupid. Then you get in, you're like, oh my God, this is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have the clip muted, but I'm yelling like a maniac every I'm like, oh. Like I just I'm loving Let's this hear game. Some of this. Hold on. Uh, I really this. want us to play. Let's go. Ooh. Oh, this is anime as hell, isn't it? Oh, it. 
That's the end. It does have an anime art style. That's... Oh, passing! Holy shit, that was amazing! Oh, look at how excited Passing! Oh my god, we're passing! It's incredible! <laughs> it's like, it's... This game was like, is like an, uh, you know, like all good competitive games that you get into is like, you know, an orgasm machine when it comes to accomplishing, getting that goal in. You know, it's first to five points, but... Uh, it's over, you have to win by two goals. So Ziggurat and I actually played a match that went up to ten to not ten to eight. Oh my lord! It, it lasted so long. The games are short. They're like normally they're five minutes, but some of them can be real nail biters if no one's getting a goal for five minutes and it's just going um, uh, on and on and on. So you don't actually kill people. What you do is you stagger them. It's like Smash Bros. So there's a little bit of Smash Bros. in here. You get their stagger bar filled up, and then if you hit them while they're on the edge of the map, either at the goalpost or on the side, you smash brother the brothers them off the screen. And they, they're in the penalty box for like six seconds, and that's your opportunity to score goals. Um, the, the art style is like, it's okay. It's decent. And uh, the, you know, like you look at it and you're like, I don't know about this, but when you play it, it's the juice. It's, like, I don't know if it's going to be the greatest esports thing, but the people behind it, I believe, are people behind like Dota Battlegrounds. Like they have, the developers have a, a MOBA background. So this is designed as an esports thing. There are a lot of top streamers and, and esports people looking at it. It may have the lasting power of, say, a Pokemon Unite where it's still played, but not that. But right now it's, it's, it's hot and it's a new, fresh experience. And, um, it's reviewing really well. People love this. It's a phenomenal game. Rocket League of Legends is just just too good. I've described it as Overwatch Smash Brothers soccer. Like it's just it's a hybrid that works. Yeah. And I kind of hated the art style a little bit at first because I played it more. I'm just like, oh no, I'm used to this. This is fine. No, I like it. The totally top down fine. looks great. I don't love the cutscene looking uh, bullshit, but the rest of it's fine. But the, the it's free to play and uh, go team Moist a common review. Right. So Moist Critical being a big streamer, they're having a streamer event right now so I'm, I'm sure that's why they're saying that but um we should play like even if it's just for 10 minutes you know we haven't played gamed a lot together i really think this would bring us some oh rocket league or some heroes rocket league energy just a bit of fun one of these days i was kind of going to propose it for tonight if you guys want to log in for 10 20 minutes after the show and play it's it games are so quick so anyways can you tell me how the mouse works like the so you have two options you can do like v rising style controls where you move with wasd uh-huh. i don't use that one i use classic moba controls which means i'm right clicking like diablo uh-huh. hero style to move around and what's the way you hit the ball is your q is is a regular ball smack <laughs> <laughs> regular ball smack uh-huh. and basically you have a little aoe around you when you press q you smack the ball and it goes in the direction your mouse is facing so when you're rushing back to save the ball from going in the goal, don't have your mouse on the side where the net is or you just kick it right in. So there's what you're not seeing here in the videos of it is that there actually is kind of that level of minutia that MOBA players like where understanding the mechanics is key to getting better. And there's like micro expression of skill. So you are like, as I practice, I was kicking, I, I scored on my own goal, like 50 billion times. The first time I played, I was like, Oh my God, I did it again. But as you start to learn, you get better and you'd get these six scores and you, you shoot it between the goalie's legs. And it's, it's super good. This came out of nowhere. I didn't even know this existed. All of a sudden they're giving away beta keys and I'm like, I have to try this. I love MOBAs. 
And um, so, what do they charge for? It's free to play. Is it like Battle Pass stuff? Or it's it's Pokemon Unite. You know, they they ripped off so many different things. Like mm. the menu screen, it looks like Pokemon Unite. Like it's literally like the same look. Mm. Um, but it's its own unique thing, and um, it's really fun. So it seems awesome. Um, I'm gonna play, yeah. I definitely want to play this. It looks great. I love this. I love this game. I, this is a great release. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to play it, but I did put in a few long sessions. Definitely better with friends alone. It's a little dirtily, but you grab two friends and this game's a great time. Nice. Looks like this is also on or upcoming. It'll be on consoles as well. So that's good. Yeah, it feels very much like mobile ready and <laughs> mobile at all consoles ready for sure. Oh, yeah, but I it's early that. access, I think, right now. It was, it was supposed to be closed beta, and the way to get a key was to watch two hours on Twitch, which I did. And then literally as soon as I got my key, they switched it to open beta because it was so popular, and they just decided to let the floodgates in. So, Oh, I was wondering I was like, about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually just open beta right now. So they may take it offline. I think I suspect they'll leave it in. I'll admit, I already made some purchases. I bought a sweet skin for Juliet because <laughs> nice. Juliet's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm not adverse to a microtrans or two in uh, in a good esports game, but I really like Omega Strikers. It looks like uh, saying it's out of beta on the Steam page. Can that be right? Oh, maybe they just launched it. So what's funny is that in the store page they had. You know, usually they don't announce release dates, but yeah. they had like release dates weekly, a new hero every week for five weeks or something like that. So they're ready to go. I think they were just hedging their bets, maybe. Sure. For whatever their plans were, but uh, it was, uh, it's a great game. It looks yeah. great. Eight, tens. Tens. tens oh, tens out of tens for Bo. That's a high This is great. For what, get Ted for what it is. There yeah, good. yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, we need, we do need a Ted Lasso. <laughs> I mean, it is soccer, a form of it. So why not yeah, put him yeah, in there? Yeah. Oh, oh Bo great. reviewed this game. Oh, you put a re- actual yeah, review recommended in by your friend. A really good hockey pong League of Legends Overwatch game. Loving it. Oh, there look it at that. Yeah, it's it's just like it's such an amalgamation, and it feels like when you get in and start playing it, you realize how well thought out everything is even celebrating when you score a goal the camera zooms in on your guy and everyone you know in hockey when they all get together and yeah. hug because they scored a goal and you yeah. do that in this game there's a little bit of time to to you know hump and pat butts to after scoring a goal so um, i like it nice well there you go omega strikers catch it uh tell me about your half-life mod fun that you did all here. right so i got some clips so half-life 2 vr mods finally out i played it it's great I don't yeah. know. There's not much new to say about Half-Life 2. It's like a billion-year-old game. So, yeah. I mean, and that's this clip for you, Scott. Uh, look at the sweet shadow effects that are working. Yeah, and this wow. one, Look at that. I decided to do a puppet show, and I it was for you. You even have the audio on, but I'm like, <laughs> let's send this to Scott. <laughs> Hold on. I see you making uh, sex moves, but let me let me turn audio on. Hold on. Yeah, for the if, see my shadow. That's cool. Watch this. <laughs> Oh, you're such a dork here. Look at this. finger show. Can anyone guess what I'm doing? <laughs> why net? Why net net? What's that? What sound? Yeah, I don't know. What's the sound it makes. <laughs> net, net, I'm, net, I'm, net. I'm a cringe boomer, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. That, doesn't everyone make that sound when they're having sex? <laughs> wow. So, so anyway. this looks good. I, I, I don't know what I expected, but this looks great. I mean, when you're in there, it's, you know, compared to Alex, it's shite, right? Like, I mean, oh, it's very yeah. polygon, but like, it's still really, yeah, it still feels really good. It's a fun video game. Now, there's a second 
clip I want to share with people. And you should you should do the audio on this one. Okay, let me turn that oh. on here. We got a. I hate how they mute. No, it went, it went away. It, uh, Isn't this it? Oh, it's crowbar foo. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's gone. I see your. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I got it. It's just delayed. I had it. I had it time stamped, so I don't oh. think that's. Hello, let's Hold on, let me try that again. Fucking start. Oh, what happened in Get the dark? Get ready there it is. to turn your streaming experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I there's no swearing where I time stamped it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's Big no time stamp. F bomb. Oh, here we go. Right oh, there, the there it is. There it is. Let me turn audio on. This new link is yeah. Oh, shit. oh no! I remember this scene. Just listen to the foley. It's like a minute, but I want everyone to listen. All right. Not today, death. <laughs> you did it. You cleared it. Yeah. One more. Oh, one more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do. Yeah. Wow. You're. A, I feel like I'm watching yeah. a, a, a ninja movie that I didn't know yeah. I wanted. It really channeled. So the reason why I want to share is it really chat. I, I, this wasn't planned. I wasn't trying to do this to make a video. I've been already playing for an hour and a half, and I just went full five year old mode. And I was going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm streaming too. It's not like. And then after I was like, it was kind of awesome that I just kind of like let go of my ego and was just a complete child while playing this game. Um, the one thing this mod has over Half Life Alex is you get a crowbar in this one, and the crowbar is OP. It's like it destroys yeah and um that's something that alex doesn't have is melee um so the crowbar is really good and overall the guns are good the only thing i like the handgun a lot better in alex because in half-life 2 everything takes like a thousand shots with the stupid handgun it's really annoying that's true there are all bullet sponges in this game but the automatic machine guns are good the grenades they took me a while to get used to it but i figured it out in this one they're definitely way better in alex like it's still it's not the perfect experience but it's really enjoyable and that game's like you forget remember i was just complaining i'm like oh like i wish ai was a little better but the ai on those combine guys are pretty good like i throw the grenades and like there's a grenade move out of the way and they like moving out of the way and stuff and i'm like holy shit like it's a pretty old game but these combine are like reacting to the world around it you sort of forget that like you well, know, Half-Life 2. Valve was, takes the yeah. time to make really interesting, good games, like sort of quality polish on there. You sort of forget because they barely release games. And it's yeah. like, yeah. So is that, this is an official mod or is this somebody just made this? Uh, it's, it's officially supported by Valve, but it's not made by Valve. It's okay. made by the community, but it's like, it has its full backing by Valve in its own store Yeah, page. it was literally featured on Steam. So if you, yeah, it's as, like as a store page. So if you own Half-Life 2, you can also download the mod and anyone can play it. It's basically free. I mean. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was great. It's a good time. All right. Um, well, you I also it. picked up some, you know, uh, games on VR, which I haven't played yet, but just for people who've been suggesting, I'm go- I bought Blade and Sorcery, so I will be. Oh, I want to know about that. Yeah, I was curious about and, that. Uh, you remember that game Dead Effect? Mm-hmm. I do. 
there's a VR Dead Effect 2 has a VR version and apparently like the comments were all like the most slept on VR game like even though it's a janky like you know it's kind of a rip off like Dead Effect it's Dead Space and Mass Effect mixed into some terrible shooter but apparently everyone's like the VR version's actually kind of awesome mind you it's an older release but it was on sale for like 5 bucks i think this week so i'm like oh i picked it up nice um i'm going to try those we'll talk about it next week but um oh yeah it's 99 cents here holy crap yeah yeah, so I, I'm like, let me grab that. It's reviewed kind of well, so I'm like, all right. You know what? I'll uh, grab that too because that's dumb not to buy that. I have a headset. I'll buy that. Yeah, just pop it in, see if I, it could be trash. Like I said, it might be really good for the year it was released. Things change quickly, you know, as VR goes. It's not as evergreen. Still, the fact but, that it's not a, it's only a dollar. I got nothing to lose here. I'm going to get it. Yeah, exactly. And, and like a lot of reviews were like, this game is like way, it's like, it, it looked like I said, you look at it, you're like, oh, this is a janky mobile, you know, rip offish game. Mm-hmm. But in VR, it's like gold. <laughs> like there's so few titles in VR. And like, they actually did a really good job here, apparently. Yeah. On uh, the VR version. Um, the last thing I played this week was Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. Uh, I had abandoned my honor mode solo lone wolf, and because I got my sweet 163 refresh on my monitor, I'm you know booting up games again to see how they go, and I just kind of fell down the divinity hole. Um, it's a good hole to be in. <laughs> it is a good hole. Yeah, it's a fine yeah. hole. I saw you online um, playing one night, and I was like, oh look at Bo, he's in freaking divinity again. Yeah, I kind of bailed mid act two, so I've cleared act two, and I'm in the middle of act three. I had an almost death. It's somewhat cheating, but I'm I'm going to allow it. Um, in Act Two, there's a crypt that you touch that petrifies you. Yeah, you don't get a death or game over screen because when you're playing with four players, you know maybe someone gets petrified and you can release them, but it's a permanent petrification. Mm. So as a single character save, I knew it too, and I touched it. I did like a you know when Bart puts his head, fingers in the electrical sockets and keeps doing it like he i knew it was gonna do it for some reason i clicked it and petrified myself anyways so it's a soft lock it's not a full game over screen Mm -hmm. and i had the smartness in the moment to think oh shit the game probably didn't save i can alt f4 and reload and i'll probably be okay and it, I was. So it was? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it didn't, I alt it forward, didn't save the game. I got back into my honor mode run. I was like, that was a close one. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of stressful. I don't know why I'm doing this. It seems stupid. But <laughs> I'm in Act 3, and I'm, I've come this far. And that game, that, that game, on its soundtrack alone, you're like, I don't really want to play this. And you get in, and you start listening to the soundtrack, and you're like, I'll stay. You know? Yeah. And so I've just been, you know, there's not much to say about the game. It's been out for a while. Everyone who's going to play it has played it, but, um, uh, it's just so good. It's like my third playthrough. It's like a warm bath. You're always welcome back into that game. Yeah. It's so good. So the end, like I'm waiting for Baldur's Gate three. Like I so want to play Baldur's Gate three. It's just going to be a while. So this gives me kind of a Larian, um, taste. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Then I also, um, just a PSA for everyone. Wasteland. I mean, it's on sale all the time, but Wasteland Three is on sale again. Wasteland Three kind of splurged on that too, so I'm like, I need to play more CRPG. You'll like that game. It's good. Yeah, and I, I hear good things, so I pulled the trigger on it because it's on Mega Sale. Yeah, it's very good. That one's still yeah, on Game Pass. Somehow. Those are those are my games this week. Awesome. A uh, quick reminder of a thing that you probably already noticed on your feeds, everybody listening, but I put up a bonus episode all about gaming chairs. Uh, I talked to Nicholas. De Leon, who works over at 
consumerreports.org. Yes, that's right. The 96-year-old Consumer Reports. Um, <clears throat> they do a lot of stuff, obviously reviewing different things for different stuff. They're a nonprofit, all that sort of thing. But uh, specifically, they decided to say, you know, everybody's trying to push a gamer chair on people. <laughs> so which ones are good? Are they are are all of them good? Are some only good? What's the price range for the best ones? Can you get a, a lower end budget one but have it be good enough? You know that sort of thing. And so they did that. And uh, I did an interview with him today. Posted it up on the fi- on the feed uh, everywhere. So if you're a patron, you've got it. If you got it on the main feed, uh, uh, the public feed, it's out there. I even put it on YouTube. So if you are interested in that uh, conversation and are looking for a new gaming chair, I think you might like it. So check it out. Nick, uh, Nicholas was awesome. Great to work with that guy. Uh, let's do a quick email before we go today. That's a good question. Uh, this guy named Dan wrote in, says, hey, guys, just wanted to clarify the reasoning behind GoldenEye's multiplayer being exclusive to the Switch. It's not a rights or licensing thing. Microsoft owns the game outright. The reason that the online multiplayer feature of the emulator Nintendo uses on NSO or Nintendo Switch Online or the reason is that online multiplayer is a feature of that service. They aren't actually doing any programming work to add to the game. The emulator simply lets online friends take control of the two-player, three-player, and four-player controllers. Uh, For this reason, when you play GoldenEye online on Switch, it will still be split-screen multiplayer, but the other players can be friends online. Another quick uh, clarification. Weird. I know that is weird. I don't like that, that much. Yeah. Another quick clarification on something John mentioned. The Nemesis system was actually patented by WB Games after the success of Shadow of Mordor, which is why nobody else has been able to use it. Monolith's next game, Wonder Woman, will make use of a similar system since they own the rights. All right. I want to bite back a little on that because that is true. And a lot of people pointed it out. Yeah. Uh, but it's also not 100% accurate. The, they didn't actually have it patented until I think it was either right before Shadow of War or shortly after Shadow of War, which means there was an entire window where people could have used it without having to worry about it. And almost nobody did, um, except for XCOM uh, is the only one that I know. Like, And even then, they might have gotten around it, even had it existed, because uh, that's my other point. This is a cool system, and the interpretation of it is wide. The fact that they patented it doesn't mean that nobody can do uh, or anything like it. Correct. It doesn't prevent people from doing similar things. Like they, they can't do exactly it, but there are plenty of ways to implement these kinds of features and these kinds of systems without WB jumping down on them legally speaking, and nobody's doing it. So I, I agree. I understand they did, uh, they did patent it, which is stupid. It was a dumb thing for them to do and try and claim, but there's also plenty of ways around this and nobody, it still, nobody's doing it. So I agree. Uh, it's not a hundred percent it's patented and everybody's scared that WB is going to get litigious about it because there are, are certainly ways to do it. And again, XCOM did it. Few other games have done things similar to it. Um, it's a very cool idea and concept that people just aren't doing. And I, I think there's probably a lot of developmental reasons for it. And yeah, the patent system probably keeps them from doing exactly that. It's certainly different than when people come up with a cool programming tool and they put it online for everybody to use. But, mm. uh, you know, people could do it if they want. I found a version of that in a game I played recently on the Steam Deck, which is a little bit o- older. I've talked about it on the show and I can't freaking find it on the mobile app. Man, the Steam mobile app needs an update. 
Um, yeah, Steam needs an update. Steam isn't the best looking program in the whole wide yeah, world. Yeah, just functionally, oh. that mobile app sucks. But but anyway, it's I can't remember the name. Oh, Star Renegades. That's the name of the game. It just hit my brain. Uh, Star Renegades you full on uses a nemesis system, but they don't call it that. So John's right. You could totally do it. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to copyright. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and the only reason it's trademarked is A, the name is trademarked and the uh, the core functionality in a very vague way is trademarked. But John's right. Anybody could come along and say, we got a system in this game where uh, certain bosses hide out in the world and they advance if you don't go get them. And if you do, you know, like you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, at its base level, it's a case of having bosses ab- obtain perks that make your gameplay harder and uh potentially also obtain like demerits that make your gameplay easier and there's no patent on that no nope. like they can anybody can put that in their game wait has anyone time. patented leveling up Maybe <laughs> yeah why not now. why not they should sure somebody's like, tried lock them out right click was they they had lost that fight, but Microsoft owned the patent on right clicking for a so long time. So many game devs are going to be op- like retroactively owe me for leveling up. Because- <laughs> <laughs> or do you owe I'm them? Be rich. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, well done, Dan. Thanks for the email. If you want to send us emails, you can. Everybody at home, talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address to use. I do want to thank some patrons for joining the show here recently. We actually got quite the list in the last few days. Patreon.com slash core show. We have brand new people like Jonathan Wells, Rabble, Nathan Jenkinson, Rodney Larson, Eugene Cham, Christopher Venchus, Wayne Finnegan, and Nick. Just Nick. He's him Your and son. Rabble. He's, he's a big fan <laughs> of the show now. Yeah, my son has finally decided to support his father. <laughs> Thank and, you uh, all for the support. Before we go out, I do have one more thing I wanna I wanna talk about before grandma comes on. Go for it. I just want to say, um, I know I went crazy about the AI stuff. If you're still with us listening to the show, I realize a lot of you folks really like the idea of self-driving cars. (laughs) And I just want to say, like, don't worry. I complain about tons of shit on this show, and it doesn't do anything, okay? So we still got microtransactions. We still got all kinds of stuff, so... You're still going to get your driving self-driving I cars. was having some laughs. And oh, I man. was being hyper-feedback. Yeah. I was being hyperbolic, but I got a lot of feedback on the, the, the self-driving car bit, and I'm like, we can have both. I was just being kind of a dick to be funny, <laughs> and I do kind of believe it. It is my opinion. I'm a 42-year-old without a driver's license. All cars are self-driving cars to me called uber all right so like I'm, I'm less impressed with the notion than some of you are well the good but, news uh, is all the truckers in the world have your back both so that's right fine. yes and i realize a lot of truckers would probably love to have self-driving so that's why well, i'm just they like don't. no no they don't oh. <laughs> they don't want self-driving yeah, i'm confused i don't really know all of the say is i'm not an expert <laughs> phil listen phil spencer listens to the show he doesn't listen to me very much so i wouldn't yeah, worry I yeah. wouldn't worry about, you know, that, all right? Yeah. So if anyone was just feeling a way about it, like, that's still my opinion. I'm going to be a genuine person, but, you know, it's, it's okay. Everything, we're, we're going to be cool. Yeah, everything's fine. fine. Yeah. Bo's and d- we're going to plenty dislike. of self-driving cars. Bo's dislike of certain things does not mean those certain things are now officially going away. Uh, I, I heard a lot. There was a lot of comments about this. I, it was a bridge too far for many uh, individuals, and I just, you know. Yeah, I felt it needed to be said. So we had one go. guy who really saw it. that bridge was way out for him. That bridge was way too far for that guy. But yeah, but I think that was something else. It might have been it's something just, else. But the point is, I think it was about a, a certain individual. But, <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yeah, See, look his now, name rhymes with 
Jordan Lederson. Jordan Yederson. Yeah. 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 Take so, take I'm, that, you sons of bitches, or whatever he says. <laughs> He's this full skeleton now. <laughs> I mean, it's not far. Where are you? Let's, not, I, let's not bring that up. I didn't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the, the AI stuff, just because everyone was like, yo, dude, like that was kind of fucked, messed up that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was kind of a messed up thing to say, like banging on self-driving cars. So, you know, let's, I still want to be friends, everyone, okay? Well, yeah, Bo can be your best friend. Just snuggle up and it'll all be fine. So if you want cool side content that sometimes goes in weird places, like conversations with Bo or John about weird things, uh, be a patron, patreon.com slash core show to, to, to put a bow on that. Uh, no pun intended. All right. Frogpants.com slash core. That's a great name for a segment for bow. <laughs> yeah. Put, put a, a bow, bow on it. it. That's pretty good. Put, put a bow on, on it. it. Why are we doing it. that? I love it. Let's I don't know what he's going to do for it, but let's new get, segment. We got it right now. Oh, put I thought we were going to make it. a single out of it. Like, let's make a music single. Oh my gosh. I mean, you could, you can. That's great. I'm going to go. I'm making an intro. I'm doing it. All right. Uh, Frogpants.com slash core is our website. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Core pod, John underscore Jagger, uh, Bo Schwartz and Scott Johnson on Twitter. You can find us all there. And if you're looking to watch us live, we are here usually on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain at twitch.tv slash uh, frog pants. I think we should ask the old lady in the room what we played today. So let's do a recap. Old lady, take it away. Thank you so much. It's been a fun three hours, three and a half hours. I'm nearly dead. And if you want to know what they talked about today on the show, they talked about the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, jo- nope. Hellsinger. Uh, <laughs> it's got a longer title, but Scott didn't write it. And I can't remember what it is. <laughs> Uh, the Dark Side Detective, which is an adventure game with a pixelated art style, and Scott played Electrician Simulator because he's been without a real job for so long. <laughs> now all he does is pretend he has a bunch of actual ones. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, John's playing through Final Fantasy IX again. Uh, thanks for that. And he played through all of Return to Monkey Island, a fantastic adventure game. Bo played a soccer MOBA called Omega Strikers, and he played Half-Life 2, but in virtual reality. <laughs> and then he also played Divinity Original Sin 2 with a bunch of extra details on there. <laughs> That's right. This is You summed it up well. I hope you're well and that your hospice care is going well and that you're fine uh, there, old lady. Uh, John. You put her right in the hospice, man. Yeah, she, you know... And yes. then your grandchildren are visiting you. Yeah, the end is nigh. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with another fascinating episode of Core. Go play a game, and we'll see you then. Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Told you she'd sing again. Yeah, man. Hello, China. Hello, China. Howdy. My name is not McCree. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory. But boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. 
That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.